Okay. I think it's in there. You think you got it? Yeah. Okay. If not, it's going to be a really fun game to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I'll, just, I'll just do some claps right there. Just, <laughs> just, just, oh, just claps. <laughs> Rudy, how's it feel that you, um, coming back to this, that uh, you essentially hinted at the pandemic? I, uh, I just want to say uh, you're welcome. What? Uh, <laughs> you had forewarning. And you did nothing, uh, not not to you, Jesse. Of course, of course, you're you're, you're a no co Nostradamus, um, but you. you know to the general public, um, they they didn't invest more in PS Vitas, <laughs> and I just I think that <laughs> this is all for the Vita. It. Vita does mean life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you did the exact opposite with the uh, <laughs> with, with the th- with the thing. Um, <laughs> Listen, I revealed the PS Viva live uh, from the future, and y'all thought that it was a fake overseas knockoff. I want to tell you that was a lie. It was a safety tool, and here we are. It's, it's what, been, what, four years? Three years? I don't know. Four years? <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> it's been three years. Three years. Okay. Oh, God. Or, or it's, I just... I only wanted to do this because we're we're literally less than a year away from something that I never thought I'd be alive to see. <laughs> I did not intro. I... <laughs> Rudy, say the title of the show. <laughs> oh, road to E three. 2023 year of our lord we uh yeah that's it i i keep wanting to imagine that there's a longer part to that there's not i mean to be fair that's what i mean there's nothing else you need to say like it's, yeah it's the road and we're still on it uh we set <laughs> a timetable and it's and we never thought we'd get here uh, i don't think the esa thought they would get here either but uh they also said that hey e3 is definitely coming back next year and everyone's like mm, if you say so but what are uh, we gonna do when we go and we're in person i never thought listen i thought e3 was an indomitable force four years ago three years ago and i thought you know what it'd be around we probably wouldn't but the fact that it disappeared for two years I mean, to be uh, fair, I don't think anyone anticipated a uh, pandemic getting in the middle of all that and kind of affecting things. Um, yeah. But they seem pretty confident. Is that the plan? If they do actually do an in-person E3, are we going? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah we we're going to try to rush right? the stage. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's all you got to do. Get, get down, Mr. President. Get down. <laughs> That's uh yeah that's because it's a it's a public it. event now right like if they do like there's not gonna be another one after 2023 like I, at, listen, at, I, at the at the rate we're going like like if they do one next year it's gonna be like like held together by bubble gum and band aids like everything every institution I believed in is no longer in uh the state that I imagined it would be in so I don't know anymore we no longer have Reggie. Jeff is on Patreon. I don't know what's happening anymore. There's no couch left. If he's not on the couch, who is Phil Spencer going to talk to? I don't know anymore. Oh it's my god! So much worse than I imagined it. 
And I imagine an alien invasion and post-apocalypse where society would be controlled within or without walls that were built by Microsoft. I forgot what Reggie's no longer on Nintendo. <laughs> that happened. Oh, that fuck. Happened. <laughs> oh, God, the industry's in shambles. He's selling NFTs! <laughs> what is happening? Oh, God, it's like we had a time machine and we failed. We could have stopped this. We could have changed things. You know, if, if we would have gone to E3 2019, we could have, like, we could have warned them. Yeah, and what, play, like, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla while it's released? <laughs> Get in line for three hours and wait for it? I don't, and did people it, are did, playing it at home? Did that come out in 2019? I think that was a 2020 joint. That's a twenty. That might have been a twenty twenty. Because that came out with the new consoles. What 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 was the Assassin's Creed game? Oh, was that uh, Odyssey I, then? I think that was an off year. Okay. Because oh, the, okay. they started doing like instead of every year, they did like every other year. Oh. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Valhalla was like it was a launch title on like the Series X and the PS5, which also came out um, in the time of her absence. God. But um, there has to be. Okay, I need to check back. To see what fake consoles we came up with that uh, would be the next Xbox. Because Series X might be one of them. <laughs> I think that might be it. <laughs> God. Oh, I think I... I remember the phrase Xbox 362 was uttered at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I like the idea of a sequel to a 360. Like that, I thought that was a cool idea. That, um, cool. Yeah, Rudy, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's yeah. been a, it's been a hot minute um literal years literal years um we um, lived together for we a lived year. we lived together at one point and moved even out. that <laughs> that was a whole life cycle uh, so in our absence <laughs> a pandemic occurred we graduated <laughs> we got jobs i forgot about that um we moved out. Um, new video game consoles came out, and then E three E three not E three E three happened today. Uh, Keeley three happened. Uh, Keeley three happened uh, a couple days ago, and then the Xbox thing happened today. Um, should we talk about the Nightmare House? I feel like we should vent. About the yeah, 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 yeah. This how I'm just so in shock that like realizing that. The fact that we were feet away from each other yeah. for a literal year, and yes. we didn't do this once. It's true. We, it's so good. Like, we, we watched E3 together. Yeah, we did. And we didn't do anything. Hey, that was not E3. Remember, E3 got canceled oh, that year. It you're was, right. It was it the, was, uh, people, people just did live streams. Yeah, we watched Keeley on stage. That's the same thing. I think he Game owns Awards, it. I think we watched Game Awards that year too. Also, yes, yes, we did. Was that was that before or after the plumbing was a nightmare? I guess the plumbing um, was always the plumbing was plumbing, always a nightmare. The the minute that Adon got in this house, it became a nightmare. <laughs> uh, not because of him. He you know his booty he was, was fine. Yeah, he was uh, fine. but his bathroom uh, is the most cursed uh, space I've ever been to. We spent about so this bathroom. There were three bathrooms. Uh, we had about two and a half that actually worked. And uh, the one of the bathrooms was just a no entry zone because bad things would happen anytime you used it. And uh, we tried, we called to contact the landlord 
a landlord sent a guy out to try and fix it. The guy came back, back and forth about two or three times, right? Like trying to snake it and stuff. Oh yeah, probably like closer to six times. I guess. And the time we thought it was fixed, uh, our roommate tried to go and use it. Uh, there were four of us in this house, by the way. Um, he tried to use the bathroom and bad things happened. And so we tried to call this guy again and he responded to you saying, Hey, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really us. hit me with a GG, my guy. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And that bathroom was so bad that the idea of a content house that we put together where all the four people like Brian and Adon have both been on this show at some point. And the fact that we were all four together in a house for a year and did not make a single, like, group video or group, like, episode of this or anything else is insane. <laughs> it was the, it, the weight of that house was, like, more to bear. Yeah. We, we passed by each other and just, like, the, the energy that we had all simultaneously got absorbed by that bathroom. But it just, the idea that it existed ruined all our abilities to do anything other than play video games with each other. <laughs> like, our creative ability was gone. It was true. It doesn't help that the world was going through a national crisis. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, that, that, our, we were also in fear of our lives uh, at that point. I well, forgot about that. You remember the bush in, or the tree in front of the house <laughs> that we never clipped down? That yeah. Our, it, that our neighbors wanted to clip down? So the moment we moved into this house, uh, Jesse's bed. Jesse picked the bedroom uh, facing uh, the front doorway. Uh, to he he opened his window, I imagine, to a wonderful view, <laughs> and had a bush about maybe, what what was it like six feet wide? Way and like, way more. <laughs> okay, it was like thirteen feet Com- wide, comically and, large. Yeah, like a good like twelve feet tall. It's like a tree essentially. Um, but just a massive bush, almost a hedge, in front of his bedroom window. Might as well have been a tree. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it was just a terribly ugly thing. It was growing so high that it was, like, moving onto the roof of the place. Like, it was like an <laughs> ice cream scooper, like, scooping onto the roof. It was simultaneously on the roof and on, in front of the doorway. <laughs> it stretched yeah, out. It's... You, <laughs> every time you went in that house, it was, like... Like a welcome to the jungle started playing as you like go past these like vines almost and these branches from the bush to get into the house. Every Uber and- Eats driver had to do like an Indiana Jones style like brush a group of vines out of your <laughs> yeah. face in order to put the food in front of the doorway. Yeah, it was a little adventure. It was great. Um, but yeah, we refused to get that removed uh, the moment we found out it would cost extra. What were they charging? It was like 50 bucks to get rid of it? Yeah, because we had we got lawn service to cut the lawn, and like they could cut the hedge, but it was like an like an extra amount of money. I don't remember, but I think all of us were like, we're not going to pay that. Um, it it but, wasn't but, like a significant amount, but it was enough to that we would refuse to for a year, despite it, it, multiple think, people getting mad at us about it. It was a thing of like, well, if he's not going to fix the bathroom, why, we should cut, why should we cut the bush? Yeah, that's, that's what it became. It was like we we both have something that the other person hates, and we're not like one. We're not budging. Yeah. on that. 
It became and, uh, it became like yeah. a Reservoir Dog style like Mexican standoff, like everyone pointing <laughs> guns at each other between us, our landlord, and our neighbors, all <laughs> wanting us to do yeah. something. Also, I was getting pressured from my parents about that every time they came by. They were like, "This is uh, this is awful. I hate it." And I'm like, "Listen, you don't understand the pressure I'm under. We got guns at each other's throats. <laughs> you don't understand. Do you remember with the washer? We used the washer and it leaked water onto the floor of like again a Don's room, and it would leak into the washer room. So that same guy who tried to fix the toilet. His solution was to drill a hole through the wall and then connect pipes together to create a funnel of water that led into like the backyard." <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was just a water slide uh, for insects uh, into the backyard. It was great. <laughs> and the best um, part, he, he texted our landlord saying, hey, I got to do this. Are you okay if it, and the guy was just like, do it. <laughs> just <laughs> no hesitation. I, uh, yeah, at no point did we ever see the landlord in person. Mm -mm. Um, nor when we dropped off our original check, did we, did we find a person? No, uh, I, went a a I went to a, I went to a, I went to a building that uh you you told me go to this building and there's a drop off for them for the money and i was like okay and i went into this building and it was like a really nice office building and on the side there was like a table with like a little scratch piece of paper saying place checks here and an arrow pointing down and so i just put it there i was like okay <laughs> went away. It, was, it was like an unattended lobby there's nobody there with like uh, like a rental table that was just like set down like just with like a a can and then just stick your checks in it. It was so it was so scuffed. It was, it was so fucked. <laughs> oh, Lord. we never got our deposit back either when we moved out. Oh yeah, we never never no. Uh, yeah, it's they definitely blamed us for the bathroom, and I I can't believe that. we cleaned that bathroom though. Like we 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 did our part. Our day our weekend we moved out. We we spent the whole weekend cleaning that fucking house. That was, house was spotless. Yeah, it was a big fucking house, too. <laughs> God, and we, yeah. We spent, like, a good two hours alone on that bathroom. Like, scrubbing in and throwing, like, three different types of, like, Fabuloso in there. And just, like... I, look, okay. This, I might... Listen, if you have weak stomachs, or if you don't want to hear this, just, just like, cover your ears for the next 30 seconds. Oh, I'm no. about to tell you uh, what exactly happened that caused this bathroom to be so devastating. Um, every time you use the bathroom in this place, it would come out of the shower drain. Mm -hmm. Any waste would, like, erupt like a volcano <laughs> out of the shower drain. I'm talking about, like, lumps of content. I'm talking about poop eruptions coming into the shower. Adon was taking a shower one time when this started happening. Well, we no, he, he, he got out, like, about a minute before it started going down. Okay, like, a minute before. <laughs> like, he took a shower, came out, started drying off, and then the water started leaking from under the doorway into his bedroom. Oh, my God. <sighs> it was a hot mess. I still have a video on my phone of us opening the door the day we cleaned it and just, like, observing it all. We 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 shut that door and, like, did not open it for, like, nine months. <laughs> we got, like, like, uh, I, I don't even know, like, professional, like, uh semi-illegal grade chemicals to like clear the drain to fix because we thought it was a drainage blockage for the longest time and we got the most expensive chemicals ever to like destroy anything none of it worked it was we've tried every solution 
it got to the uh, point where it. like we're like our landlord hired another plumber who showed up at like eight o'clock at night <laughs> like, like for his first visit we were playing monopoly <laughs> when he, when he, <laughs> we were playing overwatch monopoly yeah when he showed up and, he, and he's like can i get on the roof and we're like what <laughs> he's like yeah can i get on the roof and we're like yeah sure and he came back the next day this is before the winter storm happened um where everything iced over for a whole week um but he was on the roof i guess messing with something um so we even tried going above ground to try and fix this ground issue this toilet was hit from every conceivable angle and it was not fixed i i don't i don't even know what else to say on that it's <sighs> good lord that that toilet destroyed our lives really uh but it brought us closer together it really did it got to the point where like the last three months we were there i st- i canceled the lawn service because the one of the the person i hired stopped showing up and so I was like, okay, well, I'm canceling this whole service, so I got a refund, and then I never hired anyone else and just let it grow. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, I, I, I would do it all. I kind of miss those days. I'm not gonna lie, though. Oh yeah, no. There, there was like, there, there was a chaos in that house that I appreciate. It was really good. It was uh, so one of my my favorite video uh that I ever made was though the one thing I did make in that house was the Fallout video. Uh, most of which was me throwing myself in the room, yeah. uh, in the space where my computer was next to a Don. We had like two living rooms. This was an insane house. Yeah, it was a really, it was nice. Like the layout was really good. Like, give, given the circumstances, it was a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, had had we known, it would have been great if we had known beforehand uh, the situation. I mean, to be but, fair, uh, the, the house was not vacated for like two and a half years when we started looking into it and we were like yeah sure fuck it who cares yeah like what kind of fools would have and, this, and this was it this, this and this we were all looking for this house in the start of the pandemic <laughs> like on top of us like figuring all this out a world a worldwide crisis was occurring and we're looking for a house to move into and dealing with this nightmare house yeah <laughs> yeah we decided we decided one month in Hey, let's go find a place, uh, which was pretty fantastic um, and terrifying. Uh, but you know, one of my favorite uh, experiences is surviving the winter storm. Yes, uh, when all of Texas froze over uh, for the first time. Uh, you know, uh, that was like very big on the news or whatever. Um, but <laughs> we uh we all had to like move our beds into uh the living room. Yes. Uh, where we luckily had a fireplace that we yes. never used. Yes. And we're literally like burning newspapers to survive because yes. we had no power. Yes. Uh, and no water for a good for a good amount of time. Uh, <laughs> I remember the first night, like the Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, we the we had the no power for the whole day, and then it came on at midnight. Like that night, and we all freaked out, and we all just went to the kitchen and started cooking. <laughs> so there were four of us in the kitchen, all just cooking random food, and that kitchen was a fucking mess afterwards. And uh, <laughs> you tried to cook a fish. I uh, <laughs> all I had was a piece of fish. Uh, it may it may have been uh, expired for like a good week or two. You literally, uh, you literally looked at me and you went, "I'm not letting this fish expire." It's too expensive. Uh, it decided to expire uh, in its own rights. I uh, <laughs> I could not control that any longer. And then you tried um, to cook it and it stunk the house so bad. 
I exploded a stink bomb uh, inside that pan, uh, and it ruined the house uh, for a good while. Uh, we... So on top of freezing to death, it stank. There was the moment where, like, you re- we realized the fish was bad. You, you tried to pick it up for the hot pan, and you burned yourself. You just dropped it, and it made it worse. It needed to die. The fish needed to disappear. We literally threw it in a fucking Target bag and just threw it out into the backyard with the snow. <laughs> Nature will run its course. God. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, that was something. Yeah, um, and it was basically like that for a week. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, we were, <laughs> we all just, we had our mattresses in the living room. All just huddled together. Well, that's because the living room was the warmest spot of the whole house. Yeah, you couldn't, like, these external bedrooms that we were all in, like, were literally, you you would die. Because a lot of, well, I mean, a lot of them, they had, like, uh, these giant windows in them. So the cold cold would just, like, see through. So, like, we had to go into the living room. Uh, The fireplace was also in there, which helped. Yeah. It was, you know, we had we had a lot of great times. We we uh, drove on ice together. Um, <laughs> that to... trip to Kroger is the most scared I've ever been in a car. <laughs> we took a trip to to the grocery store to for like the thirty seconds we had of uh, like a window to uh, travel before the storm picked up again. Um, and the store was empty itself. The roads to get there were all like not kept whatsoever, so we were like drifting. All the way there. And this Kroger is like five minutes away from, from where the house was. But it took us like a good 25 to get there. Had we walked there, we would have died. <laughs> but, so uh, just to give context of how bad the situation was. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we, we survived that. We survived the toilets. Um, we survived the pandemic. <laughs> uh, it's it. I don't know how we did it, but uh, our us four, the boys, the SPD boys, uh, we couldn't we couldn't through. have we couldn't have done it without each other. I don't think. We could not. Yeah. There's also the time where um, when we were first moving in, we didn't have internet for like two weeks, and but so a lot of y'all uh, didn't move in because you were working from home at the time. But yeah. I was working in the office, so I moved in. But I was in the house without internet for two weeks, so I just had this whole house by to myself. And I was just living off the land. I played Last of Us 2 uh, for, like, in the span of, like, a day. Because I had nothing else. To, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Didn't you get spooked several times because of that? I feel yeah, like it was fucking that. freaky at night. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had bats. I forgot. <laughs> well, like, there was at one point I was in my bedroom and I was sleeping. And um, I closed my eyes and I heard a noise. I opened it and then my door slowly opened. But that's oh just, that's because I just found. But that's because I found out if you didn't like slam the door all the way shut, it would like be a little bit loose to where it could open. But my first night sleeping there, I freaked the fuck out. Oh my god, that was like me the first night. I like stayed up late on my computer and like, uh, my computer was set up uh, next to a Don's uh, room, which was on like the left side, like the, the the west side of the house. Whereas like Jesse, myself, and Brian all were uh, had our bedrooms on the right side of the house. Or the on the east side of the house, uh, so I would I would cross over uh, through the living room uh, where this old fireplace was at like two or three in the morning, uh, being a full degenerate, and I would hear like squeaks and noises coming from the chimney. It turns out it was, it was like birds yeah. or bats or caught up in there, 
Um, but I've never been more terrified of my life. I think there was one time, like, a baby bird got, like, stuck in the chimney or whatever. And, like, we didn't know what to do. So I, I just screamed into the chimney to try maybe scare it away. It didn't work, but eventually it, like, flew off. But, like, it was... There was also times where, like... I don't know if I ever told you this, but I would hear you and Adon at, like, four in the morning, like, doing whatever. And, like, I would see Adon just go, fuck! <laughs> like, scream across the house. <laughs> yeah, we, uh... It was it was really great uh, dichotomy between us of like I you know I I, I didn't get heated uh, I may get loud but Adon was constantly heated playing Overwatch uh, so it, it didn't help uh, that we were just both simultaneously loud um, but it was great you know we just showed up in each other's rooms all the time yeah yeah it was great I uh, man. A part of me misses it. I mean, I'd be lying if I said a part of me didn't miss it. That's yeah. That's why I'm looking for a house. I'm looking for SPD house two now. I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait to do ignorant stuff in on oh pri- private land. God, it's gonna be so expensive. <laughs> God, Make sure your toilets just... work. Oh yeah. If it doesn't work, we're building a new toilet. <laughs> building outhouses. I... Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just making holes for days. Bet. None of this has anything to do with video games. It's oh. been 30 minutes. <laughs> Honest, honestly, the road to E3, it's a long road. You know, you take detours along the way. Much much like the actual E3, uh, we were off uh, for two years. <laughs> for, uh, you know, dealing with maintenance and stuff. Shots fired. Yeah. Do <laughs> um, you think E3 is coming back next year? Like, actually? In-person event? All that? I think... Uh, I think they it would be good. Um, I think uh, like I I saw a lot of places have like local events um, corresponding with the uh, streams. So like um, there were some uh, thing like parties or, and stuff like in LA that were like um, a part of like the live stream for like some I think I don't think it was a wholesome direct, but one of those like state of plays or uh, some of those indie directs they had like group meetups that were taking place in LA. Mm. Um, so like, I think there's people still want that sort of networking, like uh face to face meetup opportunity. Um, I hope so. I really, I really do. Um, I don't necessarily think we need like another sort of gamescom event uh, here uh, in the U S but I feel like it's kind of going to become that uh, just to like deal with having to have like non, non-industry folk uh attend this event and sort of be a part of it uh it is a thing where like i don't know what an e3 especially after the pandemic and especially after the sort of migration that a lot of publishers have to just doing their own like live streams like in the form of like a nintendo direct or a state of play and stuff yeah i don't know what an e3 looks like now with all that in context but i don't know if the industry will necessarily let that spirit die because even if you look at now what happened this year, like Summer Games Fest had its own little thing, and Xbox obviously had their big showcase that we'll talk about later. Um, but it, it's always, I think there will always be an aspect of, hey, early summer, the industry all kind of has its eyes on like a, a central, like uh, a central gathering of either people or live streams or announcements that are about video games coming out in the near future. 
that either you know about or you don't know about. Because the E3 in the past, it was always like a great like networking thing for like different devs and publishers and stuff to get together. And in a quote-unquote post-pandemic world where people obviously have to be more cautious about like social gatherings and stuff, I don't know what a public-facing E3 would look like. I guess stuff like PAX still exists, but then like PAX is kind of different from what we think of as E3, even though E3 is kind of moving towards a PAX direction. At least that's at least what they that's how they were mo- moving towards around like 2019 and stuff before uh, the world ended. Uh, so I don't know. I think they try. I think there is an E3 in the future, whether it's next year or a year after, where they do try to do another like public event where they have like the press and like fans come in. I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's such at a smaller scale. Like, I don't know if they go for the LA Convention Center again. Like, maybe, I, they, do, maybe they do a smaller one, but I think they'll um, they'll try to like incorporate um, what like essentially what Jeff's done is put together these like or like reach out to these like smaller um, groups that are like putting in like indie directs um, on these like whole different categories. You had like. Um, there was like a Latinx uh, game dev con uh, that happened uh, these last few weeks uh, that I think it would be like great. I think they haven't they are, they're having like a summer games fest uh, presence or um, they're just like corresponding with that time. But like having them at E3, um, having like the wholesome direct, having this this uh, PC games uh, PC gamer mag direct uh, part of it, um, like having these like. I don't, I don't want to say, but like the equivalent of like double A, maybe um, in sure. the range Tri- of like triple I, like yeah, that. yeah, triple I, like um, like avenues for like the, just uh, smaller dev teams, smaller um, uh, presence uh, developers having the opportunity to come on to like E3, um, and then of course you know like all the all the big companies are gonna have like their own around uh, the same time possibly um but i think e3 alone i think it could it has a future um if it if it like reaches out further into like because of what games are evolving into and like what 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 uh the devs are looking like now the 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 growth of indie and the growth of um all these um potential um venues uh for game making so um i it would be great to see uh what is it, the ESA, who's, who's mm-hmm. behind uh, E3? Yeah, uh, like ESA to, like, uh, incorporate that more. Um, you know, because, I mean, uh, are are they a good entity for games? I mean, would it, would it be, is that is that an okay thing to say? I don't, I'm not super familiar, uh, other than the fact that they lobby for games, right? Is that a good thing? <laughs> I feel I like mean, that's kind they, of important. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they, historically, they've stepped in whenever the governments try to, like, regulate video games and stuff and kind of been like an ambassador for games um i think i think the more the more sort of sus thing is in recent years the esa has kind of been making some untrustworthy moves like i don't remember when they accidentally leaked everyone's information that's ever been to e3 like a like a year or two ago yeah yeah, so like like stuff like that i think i think it's just more of like there is an energy to E3 that's always so exciting, you know, in the air. And there's like a sense of community and there's a sense of just like uh, the world looking at video games 
and celebrating them in terms right. of just like what's coming out, what can games do, what's everyone working on. Um, on top of being like a great like networking social gathering experience, but I guess, like- I guess what I'm uh, trying to get at is like uh, a more uh, if ESA or uh, if E3 could like feature more of a international um, perspective sure. of uh, maybe maybe that could be like the sort of the future of um, of just the, its existence because because uh, everyone is sort of doing like the the streaming media uh, concept of like, oh, we'll just make our own platform uh, to do this. So maybe uh, those that aren't large enough to like field their own platform, uh, uh, although you don't even have to be that large to do it, but like they uh, E3 has the name enough to draw a lot of eyes to see uh, these productions. So they could, uh, I think that would be um, the, the move for them, but I don't, I don't know. It's hard to Who say. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say. It's a, it's a big question. And I think even the uh, the ESA and the games industry at large is kind of asking that question of like, what does E3 look like going forward? And I don't know. I, I A part of me thinks there's not really a use for it right now in the age of like anyone can start their own live stream and announce their own kind of have a presentation package of all the things they announce. But there is a... There is a nostalgia factor in E3 and just how so embedded it is in the industry that's hard to ignore and hard to, like, say goodbye to, in a way, you know? Right. Because I always associate the early summer to, like, big video game announcements and stuff. And there is a part of me that does miss, like, the WWE-style, like, gravitas to, like, the main stage presentation, right? Of, like, these grand, like, you know, you put kingdom hearts 3 on a fucking jumbotron and you have people in the audience freak out ripping their shirts off like there's something to that that's like not needed but it's funny and it's it's there's a part of me that does miss that a little bit Um, right and you don't necessarily get the same thing but by seeing a bunch of stuff trending on twitter you know like it just doesn't have the same impact as that but um i don't know maybe one year but uh if there's an e3 next year we're going because that's there's a chance that might be the last one. So yeah, that, and we're going to pull every possible string we can to, uh, get into the places we should not be. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a media. <laughs> yeah, we, we are legally media. <laughs> uh, try to stop us. Actually don't, don't try. You will, you will succeed at that. <laughs> but <laughs> should we talk but, about, uh, should we talk about Keely three? Yeah. Let's, uh, the, the, the whole idea of like, uh, sort of doing this whole thing i was i just saw the fact that we were like watching uh keely 3 together it just got me thinking like you know we should we should really um uh do another one of the do yeah. another another entry on the road um <laughs> seeing as this is sort of like the uh the last uh year uh we're, we're down to the last year now um and i it's think true. you know <laughs> keely he did a did a fantastic uh job putting together another wonderful uh week of festivities um how what was how are you uh feeling about them i thought it was okay um we're, we're talking about summer the summer games fest right now um i thought it was okay he did temper expectations beforehand saying hey there's not gonna be anything crazy it's gonna be mostly a lot of stuff that's already been announced just getting updates on it um there's still some stuff in there that uh was exciting to see i do feel like he got kind of shot in the foot by PlayStation when they accidentally leaked their own game coming out with the the Last of Us remake. 
Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> like earlier that day, I guess I guess it was on PlayStation Direct, like their website where they sell like they, they directly sell a lot of their products. Um they just put up the fucking listing for that Last of Us remake. <laughs> Incredible. And with the trailer and everything. So it's pretty funny. Um but I have a I have a list of everything that was shown. I got some bullet points down. Um if you if I if you allow me, allow me oh, to just kind of kind of kind of run down my stuff. <laughs> um open with Street Fighter 6. I thought that looked pretty cool. I haven't played a Street Fighter game since 4. Uh but they showed off Guile. Guile looks pretty sick. I really like the look of the game. I really hope it's a pretty meaty fighting game. Uh they also showed some weird like third person stuff in the game where it's like you have like a overworld or kind of like level world uh thing you can run around in it reminds me a lot of like some of the bonus games you can get in like uh in some of those ps2 mortal kombat games i don't remember which one right specifically. okay yeah i'm uh sort of like the smashing the car stuff from like the earlier street fighters or were there wait was mortal kombat did they have like dr- tavern drinking uh DDR stuff? <laughs> well they always I had like, like t- test your might and stuff like those yeah little, th- those are more like mini games but i'm talking about a whole separate like boat like uh essentially like story mode okay wow yeah I don't, that'd be interesting to see how that performs so we'll see it's that's slated to come out this year they didn't have a date but uh it looks cool they also showed off more of the callisto protocol which is the not dead space dead space game it's a lot of exfoliation people who worked on the original dead space making a new third person space horror game uh, yeah, that made me uh, nearly poop my pants. That was scary. That was <laughs> pure, pure dead space action. They um, straight up put the stomp in there. Like, you have the stomp <laughs> from yeah. the game. Um, That looks sick. I'm re- I, that, that, what's funny is that that game was originally uh in canon with the PUBG universe. I don't know if you remember that. No, did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> when that, that game first got announced, uh, probably the last time we did a show, Um, <laughs> it was... It was um, they announced it in tandem, like saying this is technically within the PUBG universe. But recently, they said, "Yeah, we decided not to go down that road." Um, that. <laughs> but, but in my heart, it's still within the PUBG universe. So when I play that game, I will, uh, I'll have that in See, mind. That's later yeah. to come out this year in December. Uh, hopefully, it makes that date because um, uh, there hasn't been a, there's not a lot of AAA horror games these days. There's obviously like the Resident Evils and stuff, and like there's some indie stuff like you like like Layers of Fear. Um, so it's, it's always it's, cool to see more of that stuff, especially on like a big production scale with a budget and everything. Definitely, really nice to see like a like a new IP, especially um, because we've just like I feel like we've been getting carried a lot by like uh, Resident Evil <laughs> yeah. uh, entries in that space, uh, whether it be remakes or new uh, new entries like sure. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, o- always always down for more uh, new IPs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new IPs, they showed they well they showed off some JPEGs of Stormgate. Uh, this is from Frost Giant, which is some ex Blizzard folks that worked on StarCraft, making a new RTS game. Uh, they didn't really show gameplay. They showed a little bit of uh, again some JPEGs. Uh, they might have been NFTs. I'm not really sure, but um, I'm I'm super curious about this. I hope it's good. You know, there hasn't been a StarCraft game in two decades. It feels like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so having a new one from some of the ex people that the people that worked on that would be cool to see. For sure. Uh what else do we got? Uh they showed off a game uh in the Aliens universe called Aliens Dark Al- Dark Descent, excuse me. Uh and that's uh 
What's funny is that the trailer started and it just kind of looked like a lot of the previous Alien games that have come out have been like kind of first person shooters. Uh, but this one, like the very end of the trailer, of the, uh, of the CGI, it might have been in in engine trailer, but uh, at the very end of this trailer, they showed it being like a top down perspective, implying that it's either like a twin stick shooter or an, or like an RTS kind of thing, which went, made the game go from me immediately having a little interest in it to having a lot of interest in it because an aliens RTS sounds really cool. So. I un- unfortunately I think it's top down shooter. Oh, uh bec- because I saw like the single character uh like shooting it looked like it might be a squad based top down shooter like a four player co-op sort of thing. Sure. Um but I definitely felt emotionally cucked uh <laughs> while watching <laughs> what the gameplay was revealed. Uh but but you know what? I um I'm down uh for some more um top down uh shooting action. You know, I don't play a lot of them, but uh, I'll, I'd be interested to see what Aliens has uh, to offer the space. It is also of note, like, this is an Aliens game and not an Alien game, you know? Uh, right, you, you yeah. See, you see the S. You get, you get the Space Marines. Yeah, the S doing a lot of carrying there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do I got? There's some other stuff. They uh, they showed off, like, Modern Warfare 2, like a level on a boat. Uh, looks like Call of Duty. I have... I have a note that says Fort Solace, and in parentheses it just says, this game has the Red Dead 2 guy in it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um... I think we glossed over a really important fact about the Call of Duty game. What was the, what, uh, the fact? What fact? In that one of, one of the characters is named Alejandro, and he's Mexican Special Forces. Oh, yeah, representation. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently part of the game may take place in, like, Baja, California. Or uh, somewhere in uh, like the, the border of Mexico, so I'm very excited, <laughs> very excited for that um, to see where that leads. But you know, yeah, how how they handle the subject matter, as they say. <laughs> yes, I want to see the Call of Duty, the problematic Call of Duty take on this. It's gonna be so <laughs> awful and great at the same time. You know, it's not a year in the industry without another problematic level in a Call of Duty game. <laughs> oh wait, wait, doesn't this year um, the Fallujah game come out? What's that? The like the six days of Fallujah. Is that game uh, coming out this year? Is it? I think I, despite all our efforts, <laughs> it was not prevented. We didn't. We did, we we could have done more. We could have done more to stop uh, it. Oh uh, man, we live in a terrible time, but we're doing our best. We're doing we're doing what we can. This road is long <laughs> and treacherous. It a really po- is. A lot of potholes. A lot of potholes. Oh, uh, they showed up. <laughs> They showed up, uh, they announced Goat Simulator 3, um, but they parodied the Dead Island 2 trailer, which I thought was hilarious, because it's such a specific reference. And Rudy messaged me when the when the trailer started, saying, Who do your voodoo? <laughs> it's a reference to the, the, one of my favorite in-game songs in any video game. Um, yeah, I thought it was Who do your voodoo 3, like Banjo-Kazooie. I was very sorely mistaken. Uh, but it was great. It's great. I didn't know there was a third goat sim. Well, the, <laughs> that was the most surprising. Well, the best part is that they never made a second one. They just went straight to three. No shot. I thought there were what? Yeah, they never <laughs> made a second one. They're just going straight to three. That's amazing. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Good title. Yeah. Um, they showed off another trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, that game's supposed to come out this year, but we haven't seen any like 
gameplay from it. Um, and it's from the XCOM team. So a part of me thinks it's a top-down, like, you know, turn-based RTS game, which I think would be sick for a Marvel licensed game. But, like, apparently it's, like, card-based or whatever from what I've read. Um, what? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Again, because they haven't shown any gameplay from it, it's, like, hard to say. Um, I want that game to be so good. I want it to be good so bad. Um, Was Chain of Memories a good game? <laughs> That's, That's my only frame of reference for a card-based... Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is the only game I, I'm familiar with card-based uh, action. <laughs> you know, depending on who you ask, you will get two different answers. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm just imagining a Marvel version of that game, so I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, that's slated to come out this year, so hopefully we'll get a better idea of what that will be down the road. Uh, they showed off the Cuphead DLC and gave it a date. It's coming out at the end of June, uh, which I'm looking forward to. I loved Cuphead, um, and it looks like more Cuphead, which is not a bad thing. Uh, I find it hilarious that this DLC has took the same amount of time to make as the main game, but hey, animation's hard, so I understand and sympathize. And the end results always worth it, so. For sure, for sure. Uh, they gave a date to Neon White. Uh, which is the next game from Ben Esposito, <laughs> the guy, man behind Donut County, uh, which is like a first-person card-based like speedrun game, I guess, like kind of time attack, um, like Chain of Memories. Um. <laughs> okay, so I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I uh, as now as the chief TikTok reporter, um, I think I saw a TikTok by Ben Esposito. Talking about how somebody leaked their game's release date early. Oh no! Uh, and he's he's just like GG, my guy. Uh, but apparently the release date is like some time, like June fifteenth or something. Yeah, it's it's soon. literally in like five days from now. It's like the sixteenth. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm very I'm very excited for that. I love the look at the trailer. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it looks super sick. And that like very I, like I love the traditional like like show something off and then say hey, it's coming out like next week it's like the equivalent of like having the handheld video game console in your pocket and then taking it out to reveal it on the e3 stage like same energy oh yeah for sure um but moving on uh they showed off some more of that teenage mutant ninja turtles game that new side-scrolling beat-em-up game that looks really really good and really polished um and that's coming to game pass and also out next week i think that's also the same day as neon white Oh, oh, sick. Okay, which okay, what the four of us? Okay, the mm-hmm. SPD boys. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, which which turtle are you rocking with? Because there's a lot of choice. Mm. I've always been a basic Leonardo guy. You know, That's Leonardo. Awesome. Okay, I respect that. Um, you know what? They have uh, they have. Spl- I don't know if you saw. They added Master Splinter to the game, uh, <laughs> as well as uh, April O'Neil and uh, Casey. Yeah. A Jones, so I'm very excited uh, to see uh, a non-turtle. I also kind of want to be April O'Neil so I can punch people with a microphone. <laughs> I think that's going to be... Uh, You're going to uh, interview the time. shit out of people. <laughs> yeah, interview them to death. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it'll be good. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. We get like, a, I feel like we every year we get a very high quality side-scrolling beat-em-up that's like really polished. Like River City Girls... Came out one year, and then Street Streets of Rage Four came out, I think, a year or two ago. Oh so, yeah. Always, always excited to play one or two of those a year. So, and that's gonna be on Game Pass, which is really, really cool. Heck yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, they showed up some more of Saints Row, 
which is like the reboot i guess they're doing um i really want saints row to be good i really really love saints row the third and i also really like saints row the fourth um kind of the dlcs they did afterwards didn't really stick with me um but i want saints row to have a comeback i'm really rooting for this game and uh if it it can get i don't i don't think it needs to be on the same level as like a three in terms of like zaniness but uh if it can just be a fun open world game that's kind of all i want yeah for everything i'm seeing of it it looks like it's gonna be like within the realm of like what two was in terms of like how zany things were yeah like more grounded in reality yeah there's like still absurd stuff but it's like not it's not everything you do isn't a meme yeah you're you're, you're not going to the tron verse yeah um at least i don't know who knows once we get that game yeah it's true you never know it's the whole whole third act takes place inside (laughs) of you put the headset on and next thing you know you're back and forth (laughs) you're back and forth uh and the only last thing i have is the the last of us remake which i'm not the biggest last of us fan admittedly um i just thought it was kind of it's kind of funny like they showed the side-by-side screenshots of like what the ps4 remaster looked like and what this (laughs) ps5 full remake looks like and it's like i don't know that ps4 version still looks pretty good (laughs) yeah it was was wild just how like well both of them look it's one of those things where it's like once you start remastering games after a certain generation, like around the PS3 going to the PS4 generation, you're kind of getting getting diminishing returns at a certain point. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, this is—I think this—a lot of this is kind of built on the back of that HBO show they're doing. Uh, you know, that—that that was my honestly for me the most exciting. As someone who hasn't like played the the Last of Us games, I don't really have—I don't have a PlayStation, so mm-hmm. um, my my entry into the universe uh, I'm hoping for is going to be the HBO show. And hearing that, like, they wrapped uh, shooting, like, the day after uh, that conference went out. And they had, like, um, both they had Troy Baker and uh, the voice actress uh, uh, for Ellie. I can't remember her name. Uh, we're Ashley both Johnson, stage. I think. Ashley Johnson? Yeah, I think so. Um, and they were both, like, just um, praising, like, how uh, how well of a job, like, uh, both uh, the the actors uh, from the show uh, were in like sort of capturing the essence of those characters. Um, Cause they didn't necessarily have to come out and do that. But um, the fact that like they included that as part of the presentation, I like really appreciate it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that comes out. Sure. Yeah, totally. You know, it's on HBO and HBO typically puts out really good stuff. Um, and uh, you know, that, I want to watch that, one that, too. <laughs> that, uh, and that base game, like, I'm not crazy about it, but, like, the characters and the writing are definitely, like, the strongest part of it. So, they already have, like, a good template to kind of work off of. So, we'll see. Sony's definitely making a push towards a lot of, like, television and movie programs. Like, I don't know if you heard, of, like, a week ago or so, they announced, like, a Twisted Metal TV show and, like, a Horizon TV show and, like, a God of War TV show. Oh, like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, a bunch of TV programs alongside a lot of their popular IPs and stuff. Are... That's wild. So I think what their plan is, is that, you know, if you think about today with like streaming platforms, like anytime a new season of a TV show comes out on like Netflix or HBO, like there's a lot of like uh, fervor about it. A lot of people talking about it. And I think what Sony's plan is, is also to have like these TV shows come out that are alongside some of their IPs. So it would generate interest in the TV show, right? Like 
subscription numbers and stuff, but also get people to buy a lot of these games on their on their platform, whether it's on PC or console. And I think okay. it's also kind of why they're making some of their stuff available on PC, just to make that stuff more accessible for people that want to engage with their stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's an interesting way to go about kind of the the uh, revenue cycle for their for their games and stuff, um, especially when you compare it to Microsoft. You know, kind of how they're handling things. But uh, I'm curious to see how it kind of plans out for them. Um, I was talking to someone how like I'm playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West right now on PlayStation, and if they were to do a TV show on that, I was thinking the most it. It'd be more interesting for them to do a TV show based on all the stuff that happens before the world ends rather than do like a TV show based on what you do in the game and like the post-apocalypse world part. Oh, sick. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, like if you were going to do it, like that would be the way to do something like that. Have like a political drama on like the end of the world, essentially, and have that carry over into like the actual games. So if they can do stuff like that, I think that'd be super cool. Because it'd be it'd be beneficial for both people, you know, watching a TV show unfamiliar with the games, but also people who play the games and want to get more of that universe. So, you know, there's a lot of potential there. I'm curious to see how they pan out. Um, they're probably investing a bunch of money in that stuff because productions like that are expensive. Um, but so are games. So I guess they're willing to take that gamble. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not a stretch that Sony is like reaching over to their like pictures branch or whatever. Yeah. Um, making these <laughs> making these things i mean they made like an uncharted movie and apparently that was like financially successful it sounds like for the most part allegedly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i don't know if you know but uh sony's their biggest revenue source is games right now oh wow i didn't know that yeah, i thought it was like, like tvs no like more more than tvs more than like cameras and stuff like it, it's video games which is wow. it's understandable why they would want to find ways to use that to bolster other aspects of their business essentially for sure yeah so interesting interesting but that's all i have as far as stuff i wanted to highlight for summer games fest um i thought it was okay it was solid solid presentation a lot of stuff that we already knew about some stuff i wish we saw more of like i kind of wish we saw more Mar- that marvel midnight suns game personally yeah um i think if the last of this remake didn't get leaked beforehand i think more people would be positive about the whole thing but uh you know it's one of those things like it happens but overall it it was okay um moving over to the do you want to move over to xbox now talk about uh i do i do have a few games to talk oh sure we did watch we did watch um the uh what was it the wholesome direct oh right uh followed by future play and i have four titles that i have saved um on demos how, how many of them involve either a bear or crafting or building a farm uh i believe possibly one because i very much uh i, I listen i i love stardew i play a lot of stardew uh-huh. or i played a lot of stardew but i i'm not necessarily in the market to be a digital farmer um but uh there were a lot of really really interesting things most of them had to do with farming uh but the ones that didn't uh that caught my attention a lot um, one of them was, uh, Paradise Marsh, um, which, uh, I believe this is, like, the first person, um, oh god, I don't even know what, what type, this is the first person pro- frog catching game, uh, like, just critter catching game. Paradise uh, Marsh. Yeah, that you just, like, go around and, like, 
Um, it's all like super, uh, like just low poly uh, art assets, and you're just going around and exploring. And it's like super chill. This is a very much a lo-fi uh, style game. I and there for some reason there's a monolith, and the moment I saw a monolith in the game with no context, I knew okay, there's gonna be one heckin' cool narrative going on here, uh, on top of all the chill stuff. And like, lo and behold, by the end of the trailer, it's like all like weird sci-fi celestial sort of um, visualizations going on. So I'm just I'm super excited to see what like this kind of game is. Um, and I'm looking <laughs> looking at the start page now. I'm realizing. Like all, ev pretty much everything they announced uh, during that direct and everything are under like the Gorilla correct, uh, the Gorilla Cubed Collective, um, which is I think is like if uh, anybody who's listening has a chance, go check it out um, and look at like all the really cool indie titles. There's that... a lot of really cool stuff. This this Marsh game has the same like kind of look as I don't know if you ever played a short hike. Uh no. Uh, what was that? It's like a. It was like a. It was just a like a top down adventure game where you just like climb like slowly climb this mountain like that's kind of the main goal but you can talk to other villagers and like get like side quests and stuff um um it's it has like this similar look of like a low like a polygonal early playstation graphics kind of thing um it's a really good game but no this looks cool uh it definitely has a monolith yeah they put it in the uh for sure uh rudy you died <laughs> uh, yeah yeah sorry about that i did i did in fact uh die i perished um uh, we are now i didn't even tell you this we're now running on a backup generator uh <laughs> i don't listen i don't know how long this is gonna I, I we got a good like three hours oh god uh, plenty of time uh before the lights go out permanently again listen i thought i found safety at another location was not the case this winter storm will chase me down till the day i die you went behind the you went behind the walls yeah, this list outside the walls. You need your Sony PlayStation Five, Diva. I'm telling you, it's the only thing working. Uh, but uh, where were we? We were talking about um all the wonderful wholesome games, uh, wholesome games that came out. Uh, and uh, we just mentioned Paradise Marsh, wonderful game. Yep. Uh, a little to the left. Yes. Um, I know you're very much a fan of it as well. Love, uh, love the look. Week. Yeah, just a a wonderful, very cute. Uh, puzzle game uh, that just is like essentially made up of very uh, simple simply aesthetic um, like tidbits and like household items uh, to like put together these fun little uh, puzzles um, you're doing like things like organizing your bookshelf and like placing your forks in like the right order and stuff it's like li yeah, like it's... little things like that and like it's a game that i feel like is going to be really good at the sound design like the sound of like placing your fork on the table is going to be like the most satisfying thing ever yeah it's like it's just very satisfying in like the mundane sense of it um where it's just so like visually appealing and you're just like having a, a all around like really s solid time um, is this, I think it's like a PC, uh, game at the moment, but I'd love to see it. A lot of the games in that wholesome direct were, are coming out for both, uh, Steam and Switch, it looked like. Okay. So I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be, say. I wouldn't be surprised if a good chunk of these are also coming out on the, on Switch. That is like one I'd prefer, I'd like prefer to play on Switch and see, uh, sure. just like have that on the go with me. Sure. Um, but another one, uh, a little, a way more zany that I think would be, is more in like my ballpark, although I appreciate, um, a little to the left is uh way way out in the left is melatonin yeah 
um, which I kind of describe as low, uh, Wario wear beats to chill and relax to, <laughs> um, <laughs> where it's like, you're doing these like different, like, um, like rhythm based puzzles that are all set to, um, like just this guy's like what lo- appears to be like this teenage gamers bored imagination, uh, just like going out of hand. Uh, and the fact that it's all like to the beat, uh, or to the, like in rhythm, uh, with wonderful audio, it's such a, such a great experience. I'm so hyped for the demo. I haven't even launched the demo yet, but I can already tell you I'm like really excited to play this game. Yeah. A lot of these games had demos. So if you go on steam and look at the gorilla collective, like a lot of these, you can just try out right now. Um, I haven't played the demo either for this, but, uh, I'm, it's coming out on the 16th of September. So that's definitely I think they closed the show with that, and that was definitely like a highlight for me as well. Yeah, that was a really big one. Um, and then lastly, I don't think this. I think this might be from uh, future uh, state of play um, or one of the other ones. This possibly may have been. No, no, this wasn't in Wholesome Jam because this was like mildly sinister. Uh, <laughs> but Love Shore, which I think we saw, uh, it was also mentioned on like the PC Gamer uh, Mag show as well, I believe. Love. Um, but it is uh uh. It is like kind of seems to be sort of like a dating sim, uh, like uh, narrative. Uh, what do you what do you call those uh, style? What do you call those games? Visual um, novel. Yeah, it it feels very much like a visual novel. No. But there's like a lot more underneath uh, that I think that they they've like hinted at that I'm really excited to get into. Just um, by the the way that they describe it, essentially you're interacting with these characters. Um, that are all what appear to be different gods and not like, like, I don't know if they're like different mythologies or based on like a real, uh, mythos. Um, but like their, their visual design, their like designs for these gods in their like, um, non-human forms are very much striking and super exciting. Uh, so I want to like hop into this. It's, it's like queued up as kind of like a, uh, neo cyberpunk style dating sim but then you have this like god aspect on top of it and like the point of the game may not necessarily be uh this like relationship component uh because it talk it talks about like either destroying a city or killing gods or like falling in love or something along those lines as any I have relationship no idea yeah yeah so it it could be uh a million different things at the moment but that's something i'm also really excited to get my head around um so yeah there's been a lot of really solid indies that's the last of the ones i had on my list uh so far but um there's been a lot of really great indies uh coming out of like that gorilla collective uh uh collection and from the different directs for sure uh, that people should check out yeah Um, definitely yeah 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 indie game there's such a good variety these days uh with games and stuff and platforms such as like game pass and like like stuff like the wholesome in the future uh future games direct are great ways to highlight some of that stuff. So really, yeah, really like, cool stuff in any other context. If I was like presented these games, um, I may not have been as excited, uh, about them, but given that it is like this week and in like the format of a direct of a showcase, it like got me really eager to like, um, go out there and like start wishlisting titles and like, getting uh just becoming aware of what's coming out um so i think uh, i really hope uh, we see more of that next year i hope they incorporate that back in 
uh, E3. Outside of Keel E3, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the commercial worked. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to highlight? Or do you want to just jump straight into Xbox? I think I think at this point we could just jump straight into Xbox. All right. So at the time of recording this, the Xbox Bethesda showcase happened about a couple hours ago. Um, I watched it live. You didn't get a chance to, but I watched it with you a second time and kind of took notes on everything that was uh, shown off. I guess off the bat, I want to ask you, Rudy, what did you think of the Xbox Bethesda 2022 showcase? So I was kind of expecting like uh, maybe more so like hype overall, um, just like from back to back, like everything would be great. I felt like there were some there were some things that were like, OK, um, but then there were uh, just some announcements that blew my mind uh, that were like I could not imagine this being the case. Microsoft really went to the bottom of their purse. <laughs> uh, to, to afford some of the things that they were able to pull off at the showcase uh, I'm still in shock um, sh- Sony you need to watch out uh, Microsoft <laughs> is outside with a bat and they're headed your direction uh, so just be careful uh, yeah it was it was it was such a such a great uh, time uh, by the end of it like I couldn't even think of the lulls I was just so in shock by these bigger moments uh, that we'll get into in a little bit um, but yeah, that was my sort of takeaway from the conference. Yeah, I yeah, it was definitely a strong showcase. There was a lot of stuff here. A lot of I think they did a really interesting move where everything they talked about they advertised as coming out in the next twelve months. Um, and I think that was kind of smart of them because it kind of added to the marketing of, hey, all this stuff you're going to be able to play really soon or you know within the near future. And. Yeah. To their credit, like almost everything had some inclination of a vague date, if not a hard date on it. Um, On top of everything being day one Game Pass, which kind of puts more stuff in perspective when you get into what they're actually talking about. Um, But no, I thought it was really strong. A lot of of not so much crazy, insane announcements as far as like new IPs or exclusive IPs. but a lot of really strong announcements that are, in my words, fucking crazy. Um, yeah, industry reckoning announcements that may not. There, it's just the licensing licensing announcements that I would not believe possible. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't. I don't think we have to note guests or go in order. I think it's. I think we can just kind of jump around. But the one I kind of want to talk to about off the bat was the Riot Games one um where for xbox game pass pc you could have they're adding league of legends valorant basically all the riot games right now and adding all of like their champions from league of legends and all of their agents they've added to valorant included in that game pass subscription version of those games um and when you think about that in context of how many characters they have added to those games it's crazy. Like that's that's an absurd value they're adding that they're essentially just giving away in addition to their Game right. Pass subscription. And at no point did they say they were raising the price of Game Pass. Right. Uh for after any like with prior or like anywhere near these announcements. So uh, it's it's I'm still in shock of like how they're able to secure that riot deal uh of just how like 
they're able to go so much into overseas markets, uh, being like, uh, like what was originally a very like North American centric, uh, company now is like really hitting the, um, overseas developers, Mm -hmm. uh, to be incorporated, uh, as like part of their showcase and what they're uh, offering. So it's, it's super exciting. Well, even like you think about the right one in a way there, this deal also kind of opens the door for a lot of new people to play stuff like League of Legends and Valorant, which before have been games that have, if you didn't start playing day one and keep with it, you're, you kind of got left behind. This, in a way, kind of evens the playing field for some people, where there's going to be a whole new pool of people playing these games and having access to all these characters and champions or, you know, whatever they call them. It, it's, it's, it's in two ways adding to the value, but also being a jumping on point for a lot of people to get into these games and stay subscribed to Game Pass and, you know, playing these games um for sure it's like an amazing opportunity both for, de- for the developers and for the consumers right and i just can't believe they were able to pull that off i mean you mentioned the overseas stuff like they're adding persona 3 4 and 5 to game that Pass. was the big one for me yeah they got a playstation 5 exclusive that the persona 5 royal game i have never i've not uh played a persona but i'm very much aware of the significance that series has and its relationship to Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they were able to secure three, four, and five and have bring them over to PC, uh, as well, I'm assuming they may get console releases. No, yeah, uh, no, it's going to be both Xbox and PC. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's absurd. It's incredible. And like, like we're we're wondering about like handhelds you could probably get these to run on mobile through cloud uh Mm -hmm. gaming so i i can't i i'm still in shock about that announcement it's incredible it's that was Uh, definitely the most shocking one for me in terms of just like i did not see that coming i didn't think like because persona is so japanese you know what i mean in terms of like how just like it's such a japanese role-playing game it's such a japanese focused game and for it to come to xbox and xbox been trying to get into the japanese market for so long and being such as you mentioned a western console with western games on it it's it's a it's a it's a big jump it's 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 a big jump in statement and kind of commitment that they're making like way more than when they started doing like if you think about the early 360 games, they did they had games like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon, which are fine games, but it, the, there's a commitment that they're making this time around because they also announced like a new Team Ninja game that's going to be day one on Game Pass as well. So they're yeah. they're definitely they're definitely taking swings in a way that are very apparent. I think it's hilarious that these mainline Persona games are coming to Xbox before they come to Switch. <laughs> like I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a wild timeline. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts. A PSP game, you're going to be able to play it on your Xbox, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's it's a great time. It's it's Everyone's uh, rejoicing over this. Uh, just because the fact... People were like having to go out to get PS5s to even... Uh, or PS4s or 5s to play Persona. Right. Uh, that can now like have access to this thing. I mean, even though um, even those games coming to PC is such a like yeah. Persona Four Golden was already on PC, but Five Royal is a uh, and like Four Three was like locked on a PS Vita or a PSP, right? Yeah, it, there, it was a PS2 game, but then the the version they're porting to Xbox and PC that's the 
that's the PSP version of the game that they redid. It's like they redid a lot of it to work on the PSP. Um, gotcha. But it's still a fine version of the game. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, that's crazy. It's like, it's that's absolutely crazy. And they're all like, all those are coming out this year, like in like in the fall, like. Like those are three. Yeah, the meaty, fact that it's coming so soon. Yeah, they're, they're like they're, those are three meaty JRPGs that are being added to Game Pass like day one when they come onto Xbox, and that's cra- That's cool. It's that's that's it's awesome. It's a flex. Like that's such a strong flex, and they and like they follow that up by announcing their Kojima game, <laughs> like they're doing. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, we they brought Mr. Kojima came out and said, "No, Death Stranding is not the great the great one game I wanted to make." This is the real game I want to make. Uh, and he showed nothing about it. <laughs> and I'm so excited for whatever that madman decides to come up with. Yeah, it's uh, it, they. there's been rumors of him doing something with Xbox for a while. Um, and they turned out to be true where he even said in the video presentation, but it's, it's a game that's going to be using cloud technology. So I'm curious what that looks like and what that implies. Um so I, we're probably not going to see that game for a while, um, but uh, it's 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 a definitely not a 2022 2023 game. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> that uh, will not be on the road. That is beyond the road. <laughs> that is beyond the road. Um, Listen, Rudy, how does it feel to have both Kojima and the American G- Kojima on the same stage? <laughs> I listen. I can't. The fact that Todd How the potential of Todd Howard and Hideo Kojima to cross paths, I th- there's not enough leather jackets in the world <laughs> to uh, supply these two men uh, with those fits. Uh, but they both killed it, um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Well, um, uh, I'm just really excited. We'll talk about Starfield in a bit, but uh, there's some other stuff I want to talk about. Uh, they showed off Silk Song, the Hollow Knight sequel, which you never played Hollow Knight, right, Rudy? No, uh, but I, I, I did, like, kind of keep up with it. Uh, I was really excited uh, for it. I just like the fact that it existed. It seemed like such a great game. Yeah. Um, and that it was so, like, loved and put over in, like, different properties and stuff. Um, so. What's funny is that, that that game got announced the around the last time we recorded a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just now saw it again. Um. But they didn't give a date. Um, they did announce it's going to be day one Game Pass, which is a, you know, that's exciting on its own. But no date on that. Um, they implied that it would, with them saying that all the games shown are will be coming out within the next twelve months. That kind of implies that's coming out, presumably in the next three hundred and sixty-five days. But um, it's hard to say. Um, honestly, all these games are up for delays. You know, you never know these days. Um, but still, I think it's really exciting that like we got to see Silk Song and. One of my uh, friends was uh, posting in a Discord I'm in. Just oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because he <laughs> Hall Knight's his favorite game. So oh, that's awesome. He he was very very much excited. Um, I have a note in here that says Forza Motorsport, and then in parentheses Carport Rise Up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carport Enthusiast to Rise. Uh huh. Uh, what's funny is that they showed off. They sh- revealed uh, a new Forza Motorsport game, and they spent like. 15 minutes talking about it and it looked cool like visually it looked really impressive but uh about 20 minutes later they showed off the hot wheels dlc for forza horizon 5 which was <laughs> was 10 times more exciting than anything Blew it away yeah for me personally um i'm, I'm sure forza motorsport is totally fine but i'm way more of an arcadey like 
Forza, Forza Motorsport is, hey, look how nice we made these cars, where Forza Horizon has always been, yo, let's take some sick jumps. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, let's, let's just race whatever giant behemoth of a vehicle we can find and stick, like, a Ford Fiesta against it. <laughs> As we blast dubstep over the loudest speakers possible in this yeah. Hummer. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that series so much. Yeah. The fact and and it the fact that there these games are never complete without their Hot Wheels DLCs. It's true. This just means that Horizon is finally whole again. <laughs> it's come full circle. They just need out a boat. <laughs> yeah, they just need another boat. Uh, um, we got a we got a pelican. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that's my next thing. <laughs> so, yeah. They showed off uh, uh Microsoft Flight Sim and uh, they added more planes to the plane game. We can fly some old school planes, it looks like. But then they ended it showing off the uh, the Pelican from Halo. <laughs> and you could take it into space. And that, was the, yeah. and that was the only mention of Halo in the whole conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Halo uh, took a bit of an L this conference. But uh, you know what? That Pelican carried it. Because uh, it, it somehow 1v1 No Man's Sky with uh, the feat of going into space. It's that. true. It, that, honestly, seeing that presentation of the Flight Sim stuff, it, I think I might re-download Flight Sim and play some of it, because I really like Microsoft Flight Sim. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if my computer can handle that, but we'll see. Yeah, it makes my computer sound like a rocket ship, but that's part of the experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, box. Stuff like Overwatch 2 got a date, which is exciting. Um, yeah. You know, that's it's. hey, they're making more Overwatch. So, I'm more curious to see if the single-player stuff is going to be added that date. I doubt it's going to be, because um, that seems to be where the meat of Overwatch 2 is, but that's kind of a to-be-determined uh, thing. Yeah, they've been very much on like the wraps and all that stuff, so yeah. hopefully we can see more at some point so people can stop uh, just hating on this game. <laughs> uh, but not that I have like a vested interest either way. It just, uh, you know, it'd be it'd be great to see more of it, uh, just so the discourse can uh, advance, uh, other than have two notes. But you know, it, it's it's a Blizzard game. We'll see how it goes. It's a Blizzard game, that's for sure. Um, I got Vin Diesel the video game Arc Two on here. Uh, that's oh, coming out next year. Uh, you know, when you're here, your family. So. <laughs> They showed off uh, Scorn, which is the uh, H.R. Giger, like, aesthetic-looking game. I call it, in parentheses, I have it listed as the Space Dicks game. Yeah, that, that, whole, uh, that whole game made me uh, feel vile, uh, but I appreciate that uh, it exists. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we need, we need some uh, disturbing uh, Cronenberg games uh, <laughs> in development. So. Every, every five years we get one, you know yeah <laughs> uh that's coming out in october so that'll be uh i'm 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 looking forward to that just to see what exactly it is so that's that's definitely on my list i'll definitely be checking that out um they showed off the minecraft legends which is the rumored minecraft rts that's kind of been in the news recently um i think that looks sick i'm i'm really curious to see what a minecraft rts looks like and what they do with that sort of aesthetic and world and franchise um that's all I have yeah. for it. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that they went with a really nice um, shading for the game um, to sort of, like, get the most out of, like, that visual style uh, that they're going for, which I think really uh, helps uh, helps Minecraft. Uh, just because it's, like, su such a 
such a massive IP, and like there's no, there's not really a set uniform visual to it. Uh, besides like the flat default thing, everybody uses like different shaders or whatever. Um, but like starting with like Minecraft, um, the story mode, and now that we have like this RTS games, you can see like a real real strong like good looking visual style that's like oh there's there's like there's a sophistication to these games now that's like above um like a simple sandbox and i think like an rts is a great way to show that off so it, it'll be exciting to see like the new games coming from minecraft yeah I'm, I'm happy that they're trying new ideas with that with that franchise than just have minecraft be the game that mojang makes like i'm happy they're able to explore different genres with that world like you think about like minecraft dungeons and stuff how that was kind of like a more diablo style dungeon crawler um and you mentioned like the telltale games and you know all that so it'd be cool it's gonna be i i think i hope there's more of that kind of stuff um and i'm curious to see how they handle the rts stuff the way the trailer looked it implied like it reminded me a lot of like something like brutal legend if you ever played that, how that's kind of like a, oh, yeah. like a third-person action game, but it's also a, a you know a real-time strategy game. So sure. I, in my head, I can see it kind of going back and forth with that. Um, but we shall see. I think that was slated for next year, so we probably won't see that soon, soon. But we will see. It'll be a minute for that. It'll be a minute. Uh, they showed up a lot of Diablo 4, um, a big deep dive. That's coming out next year. Um yeah, I don't know. It looks like Diablo. <laughs> like, yeah, it was uh, pretty much a trailer for the uh, Necromancer uh, character, I think. Well, uh, that was the first trailer, but then they kind of did the long extended deep dive after that. Really. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for the, the newly announced character. Um, just because my very limited time in, um, in Diablo 2 uh was as a necromancer and just had scully boys going around uh doing work to people so you need uh so yeah you know you can just you just get an army of skeletons to go uh smack folks around on your behalf and uh, i'm glad i can run that now i think the most exciting part of their diablo 4 presentation or their section was uh they announced cross progression between pc and console so oh they did yeah so you can play so your character's uh and story progress between the pc version and the console version will carry over so that to me is the most exciting part um to be able to play that game across you know multiple platforms and have all that stuff you know be saved up it looks impeccable too like just the visual uh, yeah visuals of it is like it's really high fidelity high highfalutin beauty it uh, looks a lot bigger in scale than i expected especially when you compare it to diablo 3 um which i liked a lot um so I'm I'm looking forward to it, um, and hopefully it like has the feel of a next gen game. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, yeah, for sure. And the the footage they showed was all from a Series X. They said so. You know, looking 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 forward to it. I hope they add in Diablo three on console. The right stick was a a roll that you could do, and I hope that they bring that back over because that's what made the console versions of Diablo really really fun. Because on PC, you didn't have the roll. Uh, you just had the... Oh, really? Because you could click around and stuff. But uh, uh, that roll was pretty solid. Heck yeah. Hashtag bring back the roll. Um, bring back the roll. Not the rock, the roll. The <laughs> Keep the rock away. Um, the, they showed off a game called Cocoon from a designer from Limbo and Inside, which looked interesting. Um, 
That's supposed to come out this year as well. I was hoping they would show off more of uh, Somerville, which is the other game another person from Play Dead is uh, working on that is also going to be on Game Pass. So a lot of Limbo, ex Lim or ex Play Dead people uh, working on their own games. So uh, uh, yeah, I got a feeling that may have been delayed like beyond a year. So that may be the reason it was like cut from the showcase. Maybe we'll we'll see. Ho- hopefully, we hear something soon. I hope we also hear from the next Play Dead game because that's it's been a minute from it since Inside came out, and I really liked Inside a lot. Um, I guess, and then after that was the Persona and Kojima stuff, which we already talked about, which is still you know yeah. definitely and, uh, definitely a highlight from the thing. Yeah, we did also get like that new Team Ninja. Uh, oh right, yes, totally, yes, yes. Which was a new IP. Yes, new IP. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a Ninja Gaiden or another Neo game, which also would have been really cool to see. But I think the fact that they're going for a new IP, um, and that's also going to be a day one Game Pass game whenever it comes out, is uh, is uh, yeah. exciting stuff. Um, Team Ninja, are they based out the UK? Uh, I'm assuming they're based in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I want to say, like, I think Team Ninja is out... Uh... I, I remember they had like really close studios with Lionhead. Uh, they're in ja- but... they're in Japan. <laughs> okay, I might be thinking of another studio. Then. Uh, yeah. Um, no, they're definitely in Japan, Rudy. <laughs> okay. Um, I was like, wow, these are really good for you. You're guys. you're going down the wrong road on the road to E3. <laughs> let me tell you. I took a wrong exit. <laughs> um, you want to talk about Starfield? uh yeah oh yeah real quick before uh i do want to say i was disappointed that we did not uh see any state of decay um undead labs uh news um i I thought they were working on a third installment they are um but the fact that i guess it's not coming out in the next 12 months do you see what they tweeted no what did they tweet? hold on let me find it let me make sure i'm getting the right thing uh Oh, damn, they didn't tweet. I thought there was an account that's from Xbox or a studio that's under Xbox that just tweeted out, not yet, after the press conference press conference ended. And I thought that was uh, <laughs> Undead Labs, but it's not. But um, yeah, that did get announced a while ago, didn't it? State of K3. Um, yeah, I've put a lot of hours recently into that game, uh, so I'm just hoping uh, we see a new installment soon. It's a really good, really good series. Yeah, yeah. Two, two is very impressive from like a, a systems level, you know? Like... Yeah. all the inner the clockwork like systems all going on at the same time um and we got support for that like up through i want to say january we still got an update really fairly recently yeah it's wild how much they like keep kept up with that game crazy crazy yeah. Um, but, uh yeah starfield so rudy you're the big bethesda fan in the room um <laughs> What did you think of the gameplay? They should they I, they uh, spent they spent a lot of time on Starfield. Todd Howard came Todd Howard came out in a jacket like <laughs> Yeah, he he knew what he was here for. It looked it looked like he'd been a bit stressed. Uh, but you know, I I imagine everybody uh on that project is um it, you know, it's it's been uh it's been a minute since we've seen um any news from uh bethesda uh but uh it, they did a fantastic job uh giving us a good sizable amount of time uh to kind of check out what starfield is and get an idea of like of the game uh itself 
Uh, I think it looks great. Uh, it's going for a very um, dark, <laughs> dark, not a dark aesthetic, but like a very realistic uh, uh, look to it in comparison to other games like uh, No Man's Sky, where you have like the more idealized sort of um, bright colors. Um, this is a lot more um, neutral tone. It's uh, very to it, inter- it, very interstellar. Yes, that's the exact sort of uh, aesthetic uh, you could imagine uh, for that game. It looks really um, exciting for the potential uh, for the potentials that could come from this game. Um, just in, in like uh, some of the gun movements or some of the uh, gun animations look uh, a little rough for like the for some of like the the beam based weaponry looked a little bit bad. Uh, uh, just you know, for me looking at it, but um, the pistols, um, the SMG, uh, like a lot of the weaponry and the movement was great. Um, it was awesome seeing like zero G stuff uh, happening uh, at times or like low gravity stuff was going on. Um, these like different uh, avenues of movement and traversal were exciting. Uh, the fact that we have like that traditional Bethesda uh, talking to NPCs like dialogue tree uh, back in action. Uh, you get, you get, it's just another Bethesda world you get to explore in, and it's been years uh, since we've had one. I mean, we've had 76, and I, I sapped every living bit of, uh, of narrative play I could from that game uh, without having to squat up and do all this, like, raiding and MMOs uh, sort of stuff. So I'm just happy that we get a single-player RPG from Bethesda that sort of like hits uh all these different spots it, it feels almost similar to um the outer worlds um but just on, on a much larger scope and a more um straightforward um um big uh space space <laughs> space opera direction um for the game so it's it's gonna be really uh neat to see how that game unfolds um the ships we're sick. The fact that you get to customize ships, you get to customize bases. You got really cool class loadouts uh, or class like um, builds that are pretty advanced. They said that it was their most advanced customization system that they've uh, had yet. Uh, so it'll be really exciting to see what monstrosities uh, and what uh, IRL uh, versions uh, of ourselves that we can craft in this like virtual room. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, there's still a lot to be seen uh, ahead. The fact that it's coming out this year, or, or I'm sorry, within the next year, uh, is exciting. So, uh, do you think it'll be like? Does this mean that it'll be like in spring we'll get a, a release, or by? I think that's probably uh, what they're planning for. Okay. Because it was supposed to come out in like November of this year, right. but it got delayed. Oh. And I would imagine they would want this to come out before the physical year. year the physical year ends next year so they can like show it off to investors in terms of like profit and sales. Um, so I would imagine that like, it's a, like that, that'd be a spring, like March, April release for them. Okay. Yeah. It is a potential fiscal uh, year. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be, it'd be exciting to get my hands on, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, what, what'd you think about, uh, Starfield? I thought it looked cool. I think it looks uh it looks like one of their games, you know? It looks like a, another Fallout 
and Skyrim alike game, which is not surprising. Um, it's obviously going for a grander scope than a lot of their other games before. And I think in some ways on paper, it sounds impressive, but my only trepidation is that in the past decade, they have made a lot of their style of games between, you know, Oblivion and Fallout 3 and Skyrim and Fallout 4. And they've all come out in various forms of broken messes in a lot of ways in between like bugs and game breaking bugs and quests not loading and you not being able to get the certain dialogue option in order to progress the story mission or your guns falling through the floor, you know, whatever XYZ reason. Um, and I, and they're aware of that. I think they know exactly the type of issues that their games have and what kind of uphill battle they're having to go with, with any game that they make. Um, so for them to take on making this easily on paper, their biggest game, there's a lot of pressure on them, obviously, to get it right, which is why I think they delayed it. Um, so, and if it does come out and it is similar to the launch of their previous games, I don't think it's going to be necessarily a great look for them. Um, not to say that I don't think they can't do it, but obviously they have a resume that has those issues in them. So... I'm cautiously optimistic of them. Um, I won't lie, when they showed the map and they showed all the different like star systems you can go to, I got a little overwhelmed. Because it's like... Like... Surely, like... It's like... It's like... It's kind of like in Elden Ring. Like, I've been playing Elden Ring. And that's a very game that I find very impressive. But it is kind of discouraging that I can play that game for like two hours and make no progress in any direction, it feels like. And... If I get that same experience at a Starfield, I think it could be really cool, but in a way it could feel like a never ending circle that I'm going in, which some people are looking for, but I like the satisfaction of completing a game and like getting, feeling like I've seen a good enough of the content. Um, what I like about Bethesda games is that I can go, uh, they're usually like pretty well compact in like the amount of, um, or at least recently in the amount of like populated content that's within um, like walking distance of one another. Like there's always like content around you, um, whether it's like a piece of narrative through like some environmental set piece, like some uh, dialogue thing uh, that you have with an NPC, some sort of like quest you're given uh, or some sort of like dungeon you may run into. There's always like something um, any direction you go to there. there it's like, does a really good job of like compacting that at least on these like traditional linear single location maps um in like fallout or in uh, elder scrolls um but seeing how they're gonna like how how are they gonna fill these planet size that they emphasize planet sized maps uh when they're when they said there's over what a thousand planets that you can visit something like that uh so, yeah something along the lines of like a ridiculous number like, are, is it going to be the case of, like, where it's No Man's Sky, where it's, like, uh, it, there there's not a handcraft to uh, these planets. Like, there are regions, like, very well-tight regions, and then there's, like, just a sparseness of, like, AI-based um, 
based uh, inter- uh, content. Like, I-, I wonder like what their approach to this uh, concept is, and I- I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm, that's the part I'm nervous about is like what how are they gonna uh, fill the voids uh, that traditionally plague like large open world especially space uh, games well I don't think that all those planets will have authored story based content on them like I think yeah. you'll have like your main planets that have like the major cities and stuff and like where a good chunk of where those like NPCs and dialogue trees and side quests will occur but I think a, a good chunk of the planets that you'll get will just be planets where you like mine resources and stuff or where you'll like find a certain type of enemy to kill for like a quest to get like their horns or something and then go trade them into like whatever vendor needs them. Like that's how I imagine like the planets work out that all of them are handcrafted. Like I don't think any of them are going to be procedurally generated like a No Man's Sky, but there will be planets that will not have authored content in terms of like side quests and story based like NPCs on them and stuff. It'll just be like like a like a wildlife planet where like animals are or you know aliens are and stuff. It won't like it it, it would be a mix of stuff and that only the actual like large cities and stuff that will be, you know, a significantly less amount compared to just how many planets there are. Like I don't think there's gonna be like a major city on every single planet. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't mind if there was procedural uh, content, like, oh, there's a pirate's outpost here, like, oh, oh there's, like, a okay, sure. procedural trader here, but, like, like if it could, like, pad out these spaces with that sort of content on top of, like, the well-crafted, like, handcrafted, like, cityscapes where you're going to be getting your main quests and stuff from. I think that's, I think I think that's, that's what Skyrim did, because I think Skyrim would, like, just generate... There were some people that would just be like, hey, can you pick uh, five flowers for me? And you would go off and pick five flowers and then bring them back. Like, I think those quests were, like, procedurally generated. So maybe maybe they'll have a system like that. Yeah, if they had, like, more, um, like, these robust, like, procedural uh, quests that were, like, really uh, in these, like, uh, off off the beaten path areas um on these planets uh that'd be awesome because i think the thing for me in like no man's sky was that there was very there was like a handful of these uh locations um on each planet whereas like if there were if it was more densely packed uh i feel like that would be like way more engaging the way that like skyrim has that um in that you can go to like different towns and every town has an inn and every inn is like oh i have a missive from the yarl you can go do a bandit camp or whatever sure by uh so like you know something along the lines of that of like oh you just run into a place and it has something for you to do um but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see uh bethesda's approach to that the fact that uh their writing team has like complete free freedom to uh craft like a wholly unique story uh it'll be really great to see um what they've uh put together uh in that sense since they're not relying on old ip uh whether that's like Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Um, it'll be really neat to see what um, fresh ideas that they've been holding on to uh, for what, what, how long has this been in the works? For like decades? Uh, uh, they announced it. They right? announced it like 2018 or 17, I think. I feel like at some point they said that like Starfield had been in the works like internally for them. They've been wanting to like put this game together for a really long time. Sure. But they just like never um, accomplished it. So I feel like this is like they have like uh, a really uh i don't know if it's going to be really impactful but they have like a really uh uh personally invested story that they want to tell 
and the fact that they get to finally tell it rather than having to work in like these other universes um it's going to be really great to see uh what they can pull off yeah um, so yeah. yeah for sure they also they also showed you got a hint from the trailer they showed like different factions and stuff so it sounds like they're bringing that back where you'll have your your dark brotherhood equivalent or your brotherhood of steel equivalent maybe like not a one-to-one comparison but you'll have different factions that you'll side with or not work with or you know backstab and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it seems like a lot of that stuff is still uh hopefully there. they're not as like one-dimensional as they seem like we saw the sheriff faction and the bad guy faction yeah and the uh space explorer faction right uh but hopefully like we get some really like cool complex uh stories like not everything is like cut dry black and white <laughs> yeah like there's a lot of shades of gray and stuff yeah, um it'll be, it'll be exciting they should space combat too which i thought was interesting um they they you can customize your spaceship and they straight up have like the banjo kazooie nuts and bolts style like like fucking bolt together these like contraption like <laughs> bubble gum and tape spaceships i kind of hope that they let you build a spaceship that's like totally impractical to like actually fly and you can try and take off but it's like scrubble space program where it just like blows up like i hope they give you that kind of freedom but uh yeah. <laughs> we'll see i think it looked cool i think it's a it's a very clean looking game um i'm optimistic about it but obviously they're aware of like the kind of reputation that their games have and this game kind of has to be a hit for them in more ways than one and i think they can take as much time as they want on it to make sure that it's as polished as possible so we'll see that next year um i think it was a definitely their big they're big like they closed with it but like their big showcase for xbox at this showcase um but uh yeah that was the xbox showcase uh i think a strong presentation overall like i, I think they kind of for sure i think not everyone would be into every single game that was shown but i think a lot of people will have like two or three things that they would to get excited about um, oh yeah, there's one more thing uh, to mention. Sure. The showcase. Um, just this one, this one Pentiment. I don't know if you remember uh, seeing that game. Pentiment uh, was the sort of like uh, medieval uh, storybook game, where it oh, looked like yeah. the art style was lifted from um, the pages of like old texts. That's the um, Obsidian game, right? Yeah, the new Obsidian game. I'm super uh, excited to see uh, that they're they're like sort of working on. It feels like everything uh, Obsidian goes uh, works on is like wholly unique from the previous thing they're working mm-hmm. on. Uh, so it, it's exciting to see what this next step is for them. It's funny that um, this is the Obsidian game we showed, and they didn't show either Avowed or uh, Outer Worlds yeah. too. Yeah, um, that's that's wild. I heard that like a like this is like a team of like 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 a handful of people from Obsidian working on this. Like it's not the full like it's not a full scale thing. It's like some people had this idea and they were just gonna they wanted to go for it so it looks like so far from what we can see they've like executed very well it's got a, it's on, got like, it's got a very state. particular look to it yeah i think the director of follow new vegas is working on this like i think that's the article i read is that uh he that he's working awesome. on this <laughs> which uh yeah, awesome. follow new vegas is a very underrated game eh, i guess it's appropriately rated now but it's uh yeah some of the better writing in the fall games for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, very much up there for me. So it's exciting to see, uh, see them put out more 
uh, games. Great studio. Yeah, for sure. A lot of a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. I think the highlights for me were definitely Silk Song. Uh, I would put. It's not new games, but the Persona announcement, just in terms of like, oh, yeah, like the the the, the I guess sponsored by Gatorade get hype moment. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Silk Song was probably the most like, holy shit, this game's coming out. Um, Flight Sim, honestly, that DLC will look really good. I would I would say of actual like stuff stuff, uh, Silk Song, uh, Diablo Four, and uh, Redfall, sure. Really? Okay. <laughs> Redfall, just because uh, I'm, I'm more, I have more questions about it now than I did previously, so I'm more curious about it. Yeah, I'm a bit more nervous about that game now uh, than I was prior, but hopefully, um, it'll come through. Yeah. Uh, at the end, so we'll I really see. liked Prey a lot. That Prey game they did, so I'm always rooting for an arcane game. Um, I wasn't crazy about Deathloop, um, but I hope Redfall like. It has a decent amount of... It seems like they're putting a focus on co-op, for sure. But I hope I, you can... Like, it's still, like, a single-player-focused arcade game. Like you, Or you go you can play it as that, if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, we should definitely get the boys together to play uh, yeah. some Redfall. <laughs> kill some vampires. Yeah. I uh, just wish the vampires were, like, less zombie-like. <laughs> I know it's supposed <laughs> to be, like, the Left 4 Dead uh, vampires, but, like... Like I from the first trailer we saw, it was like the first time they saw a vampire it was like, oh my god, like these all, these people are all gonna die now, <laughs> uh, but like they they fought it off or whatever. But like the fact that you go in and like the protagonist like immediately kills three vampires with a shotgun, uh, like they're nothing is pretty. It's incredible, but at the same time mildly disappointing. Right. Um, you want like you want the vampire to be like a like a oh shit it's a vampire not like oh it's a vampire. Yeah, they have like a faction of cultists that are also there with guns. Um, that I would expect if they shot, if he shot them, they would die. But if you shoot a vampire, I don't know. I would expect it to be a little bit more uh, challenging. Um, but we'll 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 see how it comes together. Um, yeah. You know, I'm actually going to change my top three. I'm going to say actually, I really okay. My actual top three. I would put uh, Diablo Four, the late, the last case of Benjamin Fox. I thought that game looked really cool. That was like oh, the, I was wow. like the, I have in parentheses the Darkness Three because you had like a Dark Overlord thing behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the Cocoon game, the Limbo Inside uh, uh, game. I mean, honestly, the three most like what the fuck moments in this whole thing were the Riot announcement, the Persona announcement, and the Kojima. Uh, reveal yeah those are definitely the three like moments in this that were like holy shit yeah i think um those are three really good ones um but i think like game wise um outside of the announcements i mean starfield was huge for me sure um we're just gonna ignore the fact uh fallout 76 announced return to the pit uh as much as much as i that was the lull for me. As much as like I went hard when they announced that, I, I honestly, it's not gonna get me to come back to seventy six. I don't think. Um, I'm the only person I know. I don't believe there's any other Fallout seventy six players. I refuse to believe that. Uh, if you play Fallout seventy six, uh, prove it. I don't believe you. Um, but <laughs> as the last threat. player of Fallout seventy six, um, I, that was not. Um, 
I will. I you know what? I might consider it. Um, I'm not as uh down about it now that I think about it. Um, I'll give it a shot. I think. Um, but uh, please, please, if there's anybody else, I'll please escape for the love of God, please. I, I just need one person, just any person. It's so empty. I can't do the raids by myself. I I stopped paying because I couldn't advance any further. It was too hard. Uh, but uh, besides that mess, uh, that wonderful, wonderful, amazing game, I will not disparage 76. Uh, but uh, despite that, uh, Horizon, Hot Wheels, very down, very excited. All right. Pentiment, yeah. Pentiment, uh, and then um, I think uh, just Starfield. I'm just very excited uh, for uh, that game to come out. So, uh, was Dusk to Dawn? What was the name of that game? The uh, the rotoscoping game. Oh, uh, um, as dusk falls. As dusk falls, I'm very excited for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that looks. You know take out Starfield. I'll put that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that game. I I can't tell if gameplay has happened once from any trailer I've seen of no. that game. But it says it's captured in engine, in game. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the gameplay is. What's cra- uh, what's crazy? I don't know if you noticed at the end of that trailer, it said up to eight player co op. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? what? No. What? Oh god! It's like a. It looks like like a visual novel. Yeah. That has five frames of animation per scene. But then there are moments where it has like full on animation, where it's like a car like driving. Yeah, it's like they just motion tween a car across the uh, screen and shake it a little. But like, I I'm so curious about what this game is. Uh, now that this is like the second year in a row they've showcased it with little uh, information about it. It's coming out in July uh, on Game Pass, so we'll find out. What? Yeah. It's a month away. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, this will. We can July's play. Rudy, we can play co-op. We can play co-op with six more of our friends. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. Let me let me make sure it has eight player co-op. I know it said uh, co-op at the end of the trailer. So uh, <laughs> give me one second. I'm I'm gonna fact check myself. I gotta get through this ad. Um. No, I, I think they had a really good showcase. Um, I think it was really strong. Yeah. I think it's the best Game Pass commercial they ever had. Yeah, experience solo or multiplayer up to eight players. Oh my god. I, that's, wow. <sighs> that is frightening. Good stuff. Good showcase. Yeah, good showcase. If you don't have, listen, if you don't have a Game Pass, I, I think you're going to need a Game Pass. Within the next year. You're going to need to uh, either buy an Xbox or a computer in order to get Game Pass. My first prediction, by 2023, you will need a Game Pass to enter the walls. <laughs> so please get yours now. It'll work as your new driver's license and ID. Make sure you register. It's going to be how, uh, uh, in order to have an, in order to use an Oculus headset, you have to have a Facebook account now. It's the same energy. Yeah. <laughs> In order to check out of the grocery store, you have to have a Game Pass account. In the Book of Revelation, it states that you need a Microsoft Game Pass in order to make purchases. That is not not a mark of the devil. That is the mark of Bill Gates and money. <laughs> and he will make it work. Ugh. That is that is a Phil Spector original. I guess on on a Phil Spencer. Um... Oh, did I say <laughs> Phil Spencer? <laughs> Phil Spector. 
I guess I guess on that note, uh, it wouldn't be a road to E3 2023 show without uh predictions of game announcements for 2023 rudy it's we're so close it's next year we we got one more round of predictions i guess yeah uh do you have any predictions no i forgot that's okay i got 20 oh fuck Uh, (laughs) that's so many listen i was stuck in a room today for a for a very long amount of time I had a lot of had a lot of concentration on this. Oh god! Uh, the first up is uh, the last Last of Us remastered. I think I think we're gonna get uh, a last one more Last of Us remastering after this last after this one that's coming out. After, I think they're gonna have the last... a surprise release. So yeah. after the upcoming Last of Us remake, there will be another last Last of Us remake remaster that will be the last 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 of us remake remaster that's what you're yes. saying yes okay yes what that uh, what, what console will that be on oh that's gonna that's the only thing sony has left uh, <laughs> it's the point. only announcement one <laughs> of the few announcements oh sony's gonna be at e3 this year that's an interesting turn they, they... yeah the direct listen it's gonna be a beacon the return of the esa they will light a light in the sky all all developers all studios all companies will come back uh under one roof uh for safety it'll be like the end of the dark knight rises where he has the flare and he goes light it and they light it and like the batman symbol comes up it'll just be a fiery e3 in the distance that everyone will go to that's exactly what's gonna happen um next up we have uh a hideo original um this is gonna be uh, a dlc for death stranding uh to finally come out entitled death straddling uh, it's a standalone horse DLC for the game in which you get to ride a horse rather than a motorcycle. Uh, very exciting. Okay. Um, we're going to have a good time with that. Can uh, you, next can, up we... wait, hold on. Can you put, so in, in Death Stranding, you like deliver packages and stuff? Like, yes. Can you put your packages on the horse? Yes. As well as inside its mouth. What? You, you just say open up and then you just stick the package in its mouth. How big is the mouth? Uh, as big as it needs to get. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds painful for the horse. Yeah, it's a bit of a threat, but, you know, I don't I don't know Hideo's relationship with horses. Um, you know, maybe what it is. Uh, next up, we have Conker's Bad Crypto Day. What? Uh, this is actually running on the Project Spark engine, uh, <laughs> but it essentially allows you to build your own cryptocurrency. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you get, you get a fun little conquer uh fully rigged uh animated character uh that sort of guides you through the process of uh building on the blockchain i don't know any of the words i just said but uh at the end of the day you get a crypto and i think it fails within the first day i i think that's uh that's pretty much the entirety of that game we're gonna see that uh coming out um i believe of a rogue element of rare that decided to make this uh (laughs) despite their studio heads uh wishes like they um, they so broke they broke free from the sea of tr- sea of thieves train and uh, got on their own. Thing. Yeah, I think this the sea of thieves has been trying to bury this uh, rogue development team for a minute, uh, but the fact that they couldn't uh, just proves to to us that uh, you know things are not uh, going super well there. But uh, hopefully uh, it'll go uh, it'll improve. We'll see. Uh, but keeping up with uh, 
<laughs> keeping up with crypto, uh, we have the return of Peter Molyneux. Oh. In uh, Peter Molyneux presents the Cube Two. Oh no. Um, in which the winner gets an NFT ensuring you a lead creative director position at Lionhead. Uh, <laughs> now how? Now is it a valid? Is it valid uh, employment? No, because uh, it's an NFT. <laughs> of course not. Uh-huh. Uh But you get a digital non-fungible token okay. that says you can do, that says you work there. Okay. Now, Peter Molyneux has no more ties to Lionhead, but the token in the blockchain says you technically work there. There's been, there's no legal paperwork signed. But you technically work there. What does so, it does it come in the form of like a like a like an ape or a? It's uh, on a, the blockchain. It's on. Okay. Oh, okay. It, All right. I I don't know. There might be a JPEG attached can to I it. Can I make it my Twitter profile picture? You can definitely you can screenshot the NFT, uh, and also claim to work there. Uh huh. But I think it's gonna be as successful as if you won it. Uh, if you just show a screenshot of it. So we'll see um, how that turns out. All right, all right. Interesting. Uh, next up... Wait, what, uh, what, I'm, so, just... I'm, so, I'm sorry. What platform is Cube 2 on? Uh, mobile. This is going to be uh, Android only. It's the <laughs> only platform that will allow Peter Molyneux to release a game in this uh, direction. Oh, so a- Apple is like, no, we, we're not doing that. Yeah, they're already dealing with enough as is so they're just uh what does that mean they're just throwing it you know listen there's there's apple's got a lot of stuff going on uh especially in the year of 2023 so it's only next year uh, listen I, it's not gonna be great uh all the all the all the future predictions uh that we've seen so far just shows us that maybe just hold on to your iphones uh you, we don't know how the year will progress oh no uh, but uh yeah you know um you get there. There is another Mexican-based Call of Duty game. We could just skip past that. That, uh, or reading it back sounds even more boring than the first time. Uh, we have a Star Fox Heroes game. Star uh, Fox which Heroes is, game. Okay. It's a Star Fox uh, hero shooter, uh, in which everybody has ships. Uh, kind of like that Gundam game that we saw a uh, prequel to, or we saw a, a little bit of a testing. Sure. Uh beta to sure uh so yeah you just imagine you're slippy going around with a gun uh uh-huh. shooting uh shooting Star Fox and uh falco and uh just unleashing your rage after getting yelled at and taunted for years so does this mean that nintendo's coming back to e3 they're no longer doing like directs like their own like thing uh i think i think the e3 twitch channel is gonna be uh hosting their stream Okay. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> they're gonna is, is that legal? I don't know, but for that set, for that game alone, they're gonna be they're gonna be like uh, co-streaming uh, their direct. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we also have the Halo Infinite definitely completed campaign. I swear, <laughs> edition. Um, in which we'll get the full uh, scope of uh, Halo Infinite, and it won't. It'll feel. Like it's like it's a full campaign, and we'll feel great about it. There'll be a second um, island. Yeah, it, all the islands will be unlocked. Uh, the heavens will open up. It'll be great, and we'll just have a good time. Good time in Halo again. It'll be great. Looking forward to it. Yep. 
uh, we next up we have a new Samba de Enemigos game. Oh. I don't know if I already pitched this before, <laughs> but I believe this is actually coming to 2023. Uh, I just have to conf- I I confirmed it now. If you keep if you keep saying it, eventually it'll it'll, it'll come out. I we we uh, we need a new Samba de Enemigos uh, franchise entry, and I believe Samba in with your enemies uh, slash friend amigos is the perfect way to go about that. Um, so that'd be fun. Wait, what's the title? Uh, Samba de Enemigos. A Samba de Amigos joint. <laughs> Samba de Amigo titled his own game after him. And then, and, yeah. then, and then followed by signing it as a Samba de Amigo joint. <laughs> Mr. De Amigo came out of his villa to directly certify this joint. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Just making sure he's very confident. Uh, we also have the Doki Doki Open Heart Surgery Dating Sim. All right. Uh, so this game is actually going to be featured on the Wholesome Jam. Uh, oh, interesting. Or the Wholesome Direct, okay. uh, where we're going to see a very lovely uh, romance form between uh, two uh, hospital staff members as they're engaging in open heart surgery. Okay. Um, and, you know, you're just mingling. You're just talking. You're having a good time. You're also operating on a person. Uh, uh, while this is happening, and you know it's it's very cute. You accidentally both put your hands over each other as you're going for the scalpel, things like that. You might be wondering why are two people simultaneously going for a scalpel? Don't worry about it. But it's gonna happen. Um, I don't know who's making this game, but it's I think it's a it's a new indie team. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It's very um, very trauma center adjacent. You know, very similar to the trauma center games on Wii. Yep. What platform is that on? Uh, I believe it will be Switch and PC. Switch and PC, uh, okay. Yeah, just to fit fit with the vibes. Sure, uh, sure. Pull some vibes. Use your mouse. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> next up we have uh, the Freshman Triple XL cover presents Def Jam Fight for the Coasts. Oh, a new uh, Def Jam game. Interesting. <laughs> we, get a, we get a new Def Jam game uh, in which we have uh, every new rapper... Uh, from every coast simultaneously <laughs> fighting. Uh, it's think of think of like something like Gang Beasts, uh, uh, but with uh, with fresh battle rappers uh-huh. and regular rappers uh-huh. going at it uh, from every every dire- from every like genre of hip hop. Uh, you got like you know you got you got the South, you got Atlanta, you got Tennessee, you got the coasts. Uh, the coast the coast you got the west coast you got the, the east coast you got the new york boys uh i want to you know, see it's... i want to see tyler the creator versus little sims <laughs> that's definitely a possibility um how many characters this... how many characters are in the game total uh we're looking at 1200 oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you, ba- so how we'll... do you wait how do you balance that you don't <laughs> you just let it be yeah, you just let it be. It's based on NBA rules. You just what? where whatever stats, whatever stats they have IRL, we're just transferring them over to the game. And this is like a fa- or a gang beast, I guess. Is it a fa- yeah? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna actually have each rapper come in uh, to the studio, full mocap. Uh, we're gonna have them uh, fight some dummies and see just like what sort of kinetic power they can offer, as well as what their hottest bar is. And uh, rate that and see what, so, what kind of... So much mocap. There's 2,000 people. 
it's it's a lot, but you know, how long is that, it'll be worth it. How long is that game going to be in development? Uh, it's been in development for the past twelve years. Twelve years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, it's been difficult. We've lost a few folks in the process, but. Uh yeah, it's it's finally gonna come out. I'm talking like I'm releasing that game. I'm not releasing that game personally. Uh, but just out of respect for the studio, uh, making that. Uh, I'm super excited. Who's the studio? Uh, uh there there's some uh some unknowns. I believe their their actual studio's name is the Some Unknowns. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think Gearbox is uh publishing them, so that's what? exciting. That's the craziest <laughs> thing you said. Yeah, I don't ask questions. Um, and following in that sort of gang beast, uh, beat 'em up free for all style game, we have Ad versus Battlegrounds, uh, Battle the Ads, in which every character you can imagine from different advertisements are fighting each other. Uh, and so just to give you an idea, on the cover you're gonna have Cool Spot from Seven Up, uh, fighting the two guys from the Sonic commercials. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just. You know, every uh, flow from the progressive commercials also there with a scanner gun. Very OP. Uh, you have uh, also her, the spy uh, animated character version of the progressive ad is going to be there as well. You have the, the both Allstate guys, the Menace, as well as the guy from the Shield are going to be in it. Um, every character you can imagine from a commercial so, uh, okay. will be in this game. So is it like a 2v2 situation or is it like 3v3, like a Dragon Ball kind of situation? Uh, it's it's more of a 3v3 because uh, we're actually, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, there's there's going to be like over over 3,000 characters. Uh, Where are you getting all these characters out. from? Uh, commercials, every commercial possible. Oh, God. Uh, now, I've been told that they don't have the legal licensing right I was going to say, the licensing sounds crazy. Uh, but who's going to stop them? Uh, mm. the, no court will convict them. That's a direct quote I have from the future. <laughs> Is that on the back of the box? <laughs> that, that's on the back. And I believe that's on the stinger at the end of the teaser trailer. It says <laughs> no court. And that, I mean, that feels like a like a challenge. Like I feel like anyone can easily go to court and challenge them. Yeah, but, like, they don't have, uh, there's no, like, studio address to who's making this. Uh, I don't even know the publisher for this game. I just know that there's a Steam page for it. Is it, it, it like, a ghost kitchen when you get a burger off Uber Eats? Like, you don't know who's exactly cooking it? It's just being made? Exactly. You just, you see, like, who uploaded it, and it just says Anon uh, on the Steam account. Uh, And it has a picture of a gun. On the uh, image art, so interesting, I'm interesting. I'm very scared about deep diving any further into that game. But, uh, that uh, sounds terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, sounds like it'll be good. I feel like if I put that in my PlayStation, I'll, I'll like an IP will go off somewhere, and like a bunch of people will show up at my door. You, yeah, I think it actually installs every advertisement uh, from the characters featured in the game on your console. That's a lot. So of I don't think you want it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it kind of like just is uh, bloatware, so just be careful. Okay, good to know. Uh, next up, we have another great uh, title coming from Ubisoft. Uh, just dance, Mr. President. Get down with your bad self edition. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a very uh, federal uh, dancing sim where you just have all your favorite presidents uh, lining up to boogie on down uh, to the greatest hits Just Dance has to offer. Um, you can choose whether or not they're in the panda bear costume. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's neat. 
Um, but there's it's it's pretty straightforward. Just another Just Dance game. There just happens to be uh, both living and dead presidents in it. Um, so it'll be a good time. Will this Just Dance game be on the Wii? Like the like the past couple? exclusively. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, it's still in service somewhere. Uh, but Nintendo believes that uh, you know every Wii user probably uh, wants a Just Dance game. So why not? I mean, I guess it's an interesting title and direction, yeah. but I, I'm not one to judge. So, exactly. can you still use your phone as the controller? Uh, yes, but I don't think it'll work. You can pretend it works. <laughs> yes, but it won't work. What is that? That's a contradicting statement. <laughs> I. It has an app. You can run the app, and it won't work. <laughs> okay. So, That's on paper, it works. But it doesn't. But yeah, nobody actually bothered coding that aspect. Okay, good to know. All right. Yeah. I'm taking note. I'll get my Wii wonderful, out. Wonderful title. Um, coming up next, we actually have an entry from Valve. Uh, oh. From a Valve subsidiary. Uh, it's Gary's second mod. Interesting. A sequel. Yeah. So it's a, it's a sequel to the, uh, to the classic hit Gary's mod uh, in which it just adds a second mod to the base game. Uh, that Valve selected, so uh, it'll be really exciting to see. They haven't announced which mod they're adding, uh, but we just know it'll be a second one. I hope they make all the characters look like the Teletubbies. I hope that's the mod they pick. I think that's the right I, choice. That that sounds like a great idea, and, and I hope so too. Um, we, we actually, what is this? Uh, we also have a sequel to La Noir, uh, titled Elmo Noir. Okay. Um. Which is uh, a Sesame Street detective game uh, in which you have to uh, discover uh, the murder behind Big, uh, behind Big, Big Bird. Oh no. Uh, unfortunately, he, uh, you find him uh, gunned down in the street of Sesame oh, fuck. Uh, one, one fateful uh, evening. Uh, and it's up to uh, Elmo to uh, solve the case. And you pretty much have to go and communicate with every puppet uh all your favorite puppets and see whether or not they're lying. They're telling the truth uh, or uh, kind of like press them for more info. Uh, so, you, so you got so that you know, classic, you know, it's one of, it's one of the homies on Sesame street. Like it's one, it's, yeah. it's one of the gang. There is a very deep, intricate uh, mystery behind this, behind the murder of big bird. Interesting. And it's up to Elmo to solve who it is. Um, and of course we have the, they have the top of the line facial capture that they're using for these puppets. For the puppets. Yeah, so we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how that turns out. Who's developing uh, it? If if uh, the what is it? Uh, what was it? Bondi, Blue Bondi. Team or? yeah, Team Bondi. Team Bondi. Team Bondi. Yeah. Yeah. Who's developing? Uh, it? They're no longer a thing. So who's who's making it? Well, well, officially they're no longer a thing. Uh, what does that mean? But much. Well, you know, uh, unofficially uh, they uh, got bought out by uh, by Sesame Street. Um, and by HBO, so they're actually a secret dev team working in the basements of uh, Sesame Street Studios, team uh, putting on, together. Team yeah, and the funny thing is, they're actually in bondage. Uh, what? So yeah, they're uh, you know they're legally obligated to put this game together. That sounds awful. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awful. So uh, part of the mystery is trying to reveal their location uh, to liberate them, uh, but that's kind of like a spoiler for towards the end of the game. Um, Wait, yeah, so, be... wait, so the game is like a call for help? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, 
Sorry for spoiler. Spoiler alert. Oh God. Um. We but should. Yeah. That'll... Okay. What console is that coming out on? Uh, I believe it's also Wii. Use the motion controls, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it. You shake your arms like a puppet. You shake the controllers like a yep, puppet. Yep, yep. Okay, I see it, I see it. It would have been better on Connect. Yep. Yeah. And you know what's wild? This uh, this game actually spurred development of another uh, classic children's show game uh, entitled I Love You, You Love Me, Let's Arm Ourselves and Kill Barney. Uh, now, this is uh, takes a lot of influence from Alien Isolation, uh, in which you are trapped in the realm of Barney's playground and related classroom areas and whatnot, and you're trying to sort of escape this TV show. Um, however, uh, Barney and friends are no longer your friends and are hungry. No comment. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, you know... I wish list it now. It's uh, hopefully it'll come out um, uh, any day on PC, Mac, uh, Sega Genesis. Somebody is doing like a they're doing like a limited run version. Yeah, yeah, Genesis. yeah. D Master. So, yeah, D Master for it. So that'll be exciting. Okay. Um. Yeah, and just to keep up, I know you said you wanted new horror IPs. Uh, sure. So we're just I, I I found a few for you. Okay. Uh, this is this is actually it might be a little disappointing, but uh, who knows? Uh, it is a new installment in the uh, beloved Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Okay, all right. Uh, nice. Titled Five Nights at Freddy's: uh, Death of a Theorist, a Game Theorist. Uh, now, I believe this game is an actual threat on that the life like of Matt Pat. That sounds like a threat. That sounds illegal. I uh, I believe that um, this may. This is not a cry for help, but a cry for violence against a man. Um, and I will... Uh, I am simply putting this out there so that Matt is aware of the situation. Mr. Pat. Um, he knows uh, to be careful. You, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know who... I don't know the name of the dev behind Five Nights. Uh, but I just know that uh, he is no longer uh, a theory man. Um, so just uh, be careful. This is, a, this is more of a PSA warning. Uh, than an actual announcement of a game. Uh, but I'm told the game is set to release uh, at uh, E3 2023 or be announced. Uh, so we'll see. Mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's most definitely a threat, if I've ever heard one. Now, um, this next title, um, I'm, not ex- I'm not entirely sure. It's not just a mobile app. I don't, I don't believe it's a game. Uh, but it's called Creator Clash FanDuel's Edition. Um, where you essentially bet on your favorite content creator, uh, as they're, uh, going into, uh, boxing matches. And, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds, I, there's not gameplay to it other than placing bets and using your real credit card. Um, so I don't know how it counts officially as a game. I think that's just, Um, I think that's just, uh, that's just betting. Yeah, that might be just betting, but I think maybe there might be game dev adjacent people entering the clash so maybe that's how it counts we'll see um we might get the fabled hideo uh todd howard duel that we've wanted for so long Mm -hmm. um i feel like that would sell all the tickets uh but we'll we'll see by 2023 we'll see how tensions are um because they're now on the same team so blue on blue don't hurt each other um but yeah next up we have uh hatsune miku die for the party 
Um, it's just another wonderful, fantastic Hatsune Miku uh, dancing sim. Uh, however, this one has very, uh, very illicit um, sort of uh, statements in which you have to respond to correctly uh, that line up with her uh, party's values. Um, you just you have to dance in the way that she dances. You have to be happy in the way that she's happy, and you can't listen to uh, you can't change the beat or the music whatsoever. Whatever is selected by her choice. Uh, goes um and that's that yeah that's uh pretty much the game um i believe that's being produced uh over at square um but uh other than that there's not much known uh about it so we'll see uh yeah next up we have uh barbie the movie the game interesting uh, movie tie-in games are coming back yeah movie tie-in games are coming back i don't know if you saw the the uh, Margot Robbie uh, Barbie game, uh, Barbie movie that is coming out, uh, but that will, of course, have a tie-in game. Uh, now, the tie-in game won't come out until after E3 2023, and I believe this movie is coming out in the fall. Uh, so there is a bit of a missed opportunity, but you know how delays are in the in the industry. You know, so, it happens. It happens. Um, it's an open-world RPG, I imagine, so a lot, yeah. a, lot, a lot of stuff to render. Who's developing it? Uh, I believe this is a third party uh, within Rare, a third faction um, from the Rogue Elements. Okay. Uh, that is uh, wanting to get money so they can no longer have to make Sea of Thieves. Uh, but we'll we'll see how successful they are in that venture. Interesting. Uh, hopefully, I wish them all the best. What consoles is on? I guess that has to be Xbox, right? Has to be Xbox Game Pass Day One. <laughs> uh, I believe it'll be part of like the full uh haptic feedback walls uh that we'll have by that point sure um, sure so it'll be yeah make sure uh you uh wishlist that on game pass i don't even know if that's a thing, but we'll see. <laughs> wishlist it on game pass. um last but not least uh we have uh we have a new entry in mass effect oh i hope you're excited uh this is actually this is a, a crossover with a popular cele- celebrity um, who has taken much interest in the franchise. Uh, so we are going to be checking out, uh, in 2023, we will have our hands on, uh, for all Xbox consoles, all Xbox and PC, uh, devices on Game Pass. You will be able to play, uh, Nos Effect Ilmatica, um, a Nas-inspired, uh, Mass Effect title, uh, in which it just plays all his best albums in beat to a alien shooter uh with very strong rpg elements uh very strong hip-hop elements uh you know it's it's gonna be a great time uh all around that so. actually sounds pretty cool because like, the last couple of Nas albums have been really really good like king disease and magic like, Ex- they, exactly they've been really yeah. good so and i i believe those are um uh rumored to be uh dlcs coming out for that game because uh, the the base game itself is deals focuses on his early career uh and then it sort of um by by the end of it uh we'll we're getting into more contemporary stuff but that may be so recent that that may be part of the uh the dlc well, roadmap that's... this is going to be a live service game oh okay. um and you'll actually be able you know much like fortnite you'll be able to see performances in that game you'll see nas concerts in this game on your on your ship called the normandy um so interesting that can nas be a party member in my party uh you are nas <laughs> oh, uh, much like better. you are 50 cent 
You are Nas. This is the Blood in the Sand sequel I've always wanted. Yeah, but Blood of the Stars. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, all our predictions we have, all 20-something of them, uh, of what will happen It's crazy uh, within the next year. Crazy that all that all that's going to be announced next year. Yeah, announced or possibly released, we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Anything's possible. Yeah, just uh, remember to be safe. <laughs> to be safe. Are you going to predict another worldwide pandemic, Rudy? Listen, I'll, I did not, okay, so looking back at it, maybe I didn't predict, uh, complete a disaster. I did predict a disaster, possibly virus, viral, possibly alien origin, um, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I still believe, uh, walls will be established, uh, by, uh, Microsoft, uh, to protect, uh, each console user, whereas Sony will issue, uh, consoles that also function as haptic feedback suits, uh, with full-on, uh, wrist, uh, machine gun and rocket launchers, uh, to fight any, uh, dangers out in the wastelands. Um, but other than that, I think it'll be pretty chill. Um, you know, uh, it will be chill. It will be chill. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? World's a wild, wild place. It is. In the wild video game industry, as they say. Yeah. I guess, uh... I guess that's it. That's it, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. We, uh, yeah. I felt like we walked 20 more miles on this road. It's true. It is a long road. Hey, LA is around the corner. (laughs) LA is around the corner, please. Uh, yeah, thank you, uh, people that are actually still listening to this. Uh, it's kind of a, kind of a surprise. Someone's gonna get an email push notification and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels like we're awakening like an old Gundam. Or an old, old, old piece of ancient technology is coming back. Uh, but yeah, no, glad, uh, glad you stayed for us. Glad you, glad you, uh, took a chance on listening. If you're uh, on the pa- gotta... if you're on the Patreon, please stay subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I listen. The podcast still appears on Spotify and iTunes. I don't remember if I'm still paying for it. I don't, I don't know how that's still up. Uh, but I'll see if I can like upload this. I'm gonna see if I can upload this to there. Um, if you if you would like us uh, to do more of these, let us know. Uh, I don't know what this is anymore, but I just felt it, you know, we felt it was necessary. Hey, if, yeah. if Life of Virgins can keep going, <laughs> then Road to E3 2023 can, baby! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just uh, leave, uh, reach out to us on uh, on the Twitters. We we have it all in the bios for, if you're listening to this, you'll see somewhere where our Twitter information is uh, for both the, the E3, the Road to E3 account as well as our own so let us know uh how you feel about it what you liked what you hated uh if you work for uh the following companies i apologize uh this is directly to 